It's the most wonderful time of the year With the kids jingle belling And everyone telling you be of good cheer It's the most wonderful time of the year This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com. The only place to be in your pop culture world. Meetings when friends come to call. It's the happiest season of all. There'll be parties for hosting, marshmallows for toasting, and caroling out in the snow. There'll be scary ghost stories and tales of the glories of Christmases long, long ago. It's the most wonderful time of the Place to be nation. Happy holidays to all you. Uh, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate. Happy, Merry, whatever. Uh, this is uh, the big PTBN holiday extravaganza. That's right, you're going to hear from just about all of the hosts across both feeds, wrestling and pop. So I'm going to start things off, though, with one of the OGs. One of the guys that started this whole crazy thing, he is the Ricky Henderson, if you will, of tonight's show, leading off Mr. JT Zero. JT, how are you tonight? JT leads off or he's not in lineup at all. I'm good, Andy. How are you? Merry Christmas. That's right. Yes. Merry Christmas. Happy to you. holidays. Happy holidays. Uh, you know, I, I, you know, I had to go with the OGs, man, you know, leading mm-hmm. and, and, uh, and, and finishing off. So your PIC will be heard much later in the show to uh, close it out, but right now, we're here with you, and um, I got a question, though. Um, what's one movie that you love to watch around this time of year? I have a few, but, uh, so there's one I'll, I'll always watch, but we'll, well, we can wait on that, because I wanted to talk about the movie, my favorite Christmas movie. Okay. Um, if I had to pick one to watch, it's a very close tie between National Lampoon's Christification <laughs> And Home Alone. Uh, so we uh, let's talk about Home Alone, though, Andy. I think that'd be a fun chat. Yeah. Uh, Home Alone is great. I saw it in the theater when I was nine, right? Because I believe it came out in 1990. Yep, November of 90. Uh, so I definitely remember seeing it in the theater. And it's always one of those movies that no matter what part is on, where it's on, I will watch it. Uh, it's on my DVR at all times. Like I always make sure if I get a new DVR box or whatever, I have it. Of course, I have it on. DVD, but uh, it's something about having it on DVR. If I ever want to throw it on, I can. I remember getting it for Christmas in 1991, and I had it for a while on VHS. And <laughs> maybe I should say the story for the the Talk and Pop uh, Christmas show, but um, it's not really a Christmas story though. So I got that tape for Christmas, and many years later. When the rumors were rounding about the area of the secret way to watch the Spice Channel, do you remember that? <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. It, one of the things was like to get a VCR and you had to change a channel and hit play on a tape and you'd unscramble the. I don't know if you remember all that. If this was like making the rounds, yeah, uh, I just yeah. Okay, <laughs> that was probably. I think I was in college, probably. So I was yeah, so you were a little older. So, uh, whatever. I was probably like fourteen or fifteen oh. at this point, oh. and um. So, it, like, I didn't want to disconnect the main VCR, and it was all hooked up. So I grabbed this old VCR and hooked it up to my parents' TV in their bedroom. And you had to put a tape in. And I, I used the Home Alone tape. This was like, whatever. And then it ripped the fucking tape. And I was so upset that it ripped, ripped Home Alone. <laughs> um, 
So anyway, let's talk about the movie itself. It's a great movie. I, I think it's an iconic movie. Uh, it, it's wonderful on many levels. One, it's uh, funny, a lot of slapstick. I think it's got a great cast. And I also think it has like a really cool just Christmas feel about it, plus obviously the heartfelt message about uh, family and then about the uh, the old guy at the end, kind of, you know, don't judge a book by its cover kind of thing where he yes. makes a save. But, I mean, I, I think Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern are, like, amazing in this movie. I mean, there's a stooging around and the interplay between the two of them as well as in Macaulay Culkin is great. But just the deadpan, uh, you know, lines between the two of them and, you know, snakes. We don't know no snakes and <laughs> just, every, like, everything everything about them. Uh, what the hell's the line? I'm drawing a blank at the um, – oh, at the end, he's like, I'm calling the cops. Is he going to call the cops? He's not going to come from a tree house. You know, <laughs> they're one of my favorite lines. Uh, just Joe Pesci at his pure deadpan. Um, but anyway, is this one of your favorites, too? Do you like this movie? Yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, I don't watch it as often, but uh, I, and I didn't. I saw this online. I think Nerdist, uh, the great uh, website for geek mm-hmm. and pop culture. They Somebody did a thing on like what the effects of all the uh, Kevin, what Kevin does to the wet bandits. How that would right. really like f you up, like you would die, and how hot like things have to get for things to work, kind of like shoots through the uh, uh, you know suspension suspension of disbelief. But it is a fun movie. I mean, especially like Catherine O'Hara is great in it. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, uh, John Candy shows up for a little while. Uh, you know, the kids are you know some of the kids, other kids are a little memorable for their little spots. So yeah, yeah especially Buzz. Yeah, Buzz is such a douche. <laughs> yeah. And um, I know there's another article out there, too, that's done like the um, they looked into the, the cost of the house and mm-hmm. the trip. And, like, you know, they've they've run down like the bill. And one of the it's kind of like a who raised a briefcase, right, where there actually is an answer. But everyone likes to pretend that there isn't one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like the, the running joke in wrestling is that oh, who raised the briefcase of King of 99. But it's boss man. They said it. People like to pretend that they didn't. It's the same thing as this. They're always like, how can, uh, you know, his dad afford all this stuff and that, but they say like the brother is paying for them to all go to Paris because he lives there. Like that's, it's not, this guy is not, the dad isn't paying for them to all go. Right. John Hurd, yeah. who, uh, I think he passed away recently actually. Yeah, right. He did. Yeah. Um, he's not, he's not taking the whole family. You know, the brother's paying for it. That works in, in France. So that was like one of those things that I always hear thrown out there is like, Oh, how's he paying for all these people? <laughs> uh, yeah. It's kind of a, it's a wild movie. And then uh, actually, uh, they just announced that they're doing a Home Alone series on, I, I think that. it's Netflix, and uh, Ellie Kemper and Rob Delaney are the parents. Uh, I don't think it's going to be the McAllisters, right. um, but the kid they cast to play the kid, um, oh God, I can try to remember his name now, but he was in Jojo Rabbit, which came out earlier this year, and he played Yorkie, and I loved him. He was like one of my favorite characters in the entire movie. He was like... Him and JoJo were basically like the child equivalents to Sean and Ed from from Shaun of the Dead. Like these two kids are like best friends, you know, with British accents, uh, right. you know, as Nazis. He's like, it's a tough day to be a Nazi, I tell you. So I highly recommend uh, that should be a lot of fun. And Ellie Kemper, I've actually met her and she is a sweetheart. So I'm a fan of anything she does. Yeah, and she's great. I mean, she was great in The Office and, and wonderful in Kimmy Schmidt. And I like Rob Delaney. I don't know if you watched Catastrophe at all on Amazon Prime. Have you watched that? No, no. But he well, was... I highly recommend it. The show is awesome, and he's really good at it. But I, I know you're in your superhero watch, uh, but you're probably not going to get this for a while, but he's in Deadpool 2. Oh, okay. And he is great. Uh, he plays Peter. Okay. That's, that's all I'm going to tell you. 
If you don't okay. know anything yeah, about no, he's, it, uh, the less you know, you know the better it'll be for you. So I was a little when I first heard about them doing this show, I was a little bearish on it. But after hearing the cast, I was actually like, all right, well, I like Ellie Camper and Rob Delaney, so maybe it'll be worth a shot. Yeah, it's uh, the concept. They're not trying to remake it, I guess. They're just trying to maybe right, do, do like something. a limited series. Right. Yeah, it'll be interesting. We'll see how they do. Uh, but no, I mean, yes, it's just, it's just one of my favorites. It's, it's a, it's a real Christmas movie. It's great. Uh, you know, him, one of the best scenes is him dancing to rock around the, um, rocking around the Christmas tree with obviously doing all like the cardboard cutouts and yeah. was he got, like uh, Michael Jordan or whatever going around on the train. <laughs> like there's all that stuff is, is just really good. It's so many classic lines. Look at you did you little jerk right, <laughs> right after that. Um, yeah. Filthy animal. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. The, the angels, what the hell is yeah. it called? The, uh, filthy, uh, no, yeah. not, uh, yeah. Angels with uh oh god what the hell's the name of it now? Do you remember? Oh god. The- yeah, I try. I don't remember off the top of my head right now. Angels, uh, angels with filthy souls. Yes. The uh, I just want to talk quick too about John Candy because yeah. he's great in his cameo and uh, the polka polka. You know, and he's going through all the, the name the Kenosha kicker. You know, he's like giving all the the names to like, and she has no clue who the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> have, have you read the um? I really enjoy too the theory that he's actually the dude from Plane, Trains, and Automobiles, like still traveling the globe now, like joined this uh, polka band. Have <laughs> you read that? I've heard, I've heard that uh, years yeah. ago, but fan theory. That's mm-hmm. one of my that would be that would be great if that was a way to tie that all together because it's like <laughs> I don't know who did did John Hughes. Yes, he did both of them. Yeah. So yeah, so I wouldn't put it past that. To the Hughesverse. The Hughesverse, yes. Should, <laughs> the maybe, view, maybe view, that view. sounds like a new podcast series. <laughs> <laughs> Journey through the universe. <laughs> I like it. Awesome. So, uh, a couple more questions, and I'll, I'll, I'll let you go have some uh, eggnog. Um, so, no, I can't, I can't drink eggnog. Oh, that's right. You're on your your keto and too many. By the way, it, it may be hard now to watch though Home Alone without hearing Catherine O'Hara, you know, Alexis, and uh, David from uh, Shit's Creek. You know that voice is now burned in your head after. I don't know if you watch that, but she's excellent on that too. By the way. Yeah, she's well. I mean, Beetlejuice, uh, whatever, whatever you put her in, she is uh, yeah, great. Said a lot. Mm-hmm. So uh, let me just ask you a couple more questions. Uh, what do you look forward to most about this time of year? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, well, I like Christmas music a lot. I like the, I like the month, obviously, because my birthday month and Christmas. You know, I like the holiday from the Thanksgiving to Christmas is like the best time, and to New Year's, you can't, you can't top it. Uh, you know, football's peaking, basketball's going on, college hoops, uh, getting together with everyone, all the parties. It's just a cool time of year, and then especially for us in the Northeast, as soon as it ends, it's like three months of brutality with the weather. <laughs> like yes. at least, like you don't mind the snow as much in December because you got everyone's lights are out and the. You know, all that stuff. And we've talked about it endlessly on like the PTV podcast, obviously kind of marks for like holidays and traditions and whatnot. So just that part of it. Like I like the, the decorations and everything. But I am definitely a like I convinced myself all up to Christmas that I'm, I'm going to leave the tree up and we put a lot of work into it. But as soon as the day after Christmas hits, I'm definitely the one that's like, all right, let's get this fucking thing out of here. I'm ready, <laughs> I'm ready to clean it up, <laughs> get us- it done. I usually leave it up till I think New Year's Day. That's when I take mine down. Because, you know, like, grow, like growing up, you know, uh, you see all those home videos of everybody and New Year's Eve parties and it's, you know, the Christmas trees are still up. So right. I, always, I always think you need to leave it up for New Year's Eve. Yeah. For me, it's more um, like I, I, the last few years I've been lucky enough to be able to like, just take that week off pretty much between Christmas and New Year's. So like I have those days off and I'm just, we're just kind of around. So it's like, uh, just get it done. You know what yeah, I mean? Cause yeah. I don't want to leave it. And then, because we're just freaking busy. <laughs> it's like, yeah. as soon as we're like that weekend's over, it's like, all right, we're back at it. And like, so that's like the chance to get the shit down. Plus what happens every year 
it always starts like heavily snowing right after. Mm-hmm. So I just want to get the outside stuff down too. So then it's not like stuck in the snow. One year I didn't do it, and then I couldn't do it till like March. <laughs> <It was laughs> yeah. The snow like constantly, you know. Yes, I know. A friend of mine, I think it was like three inches of ice once on his uh, outside lights. <laughs> he was like literally yeah, like, like Easter before, <laughs> <laughs> which I remember. And it could be snowing at Easter. I remember the Yankees got uh, snowed out uh, on yes. uh, on Easter or opening day or something like one year. I think it was like in the eighties when I was a kid. I think you, I don't even know if you were born yet. <laughs> the eighties? I was born. Well, in the 80s. eighty. God, I was like eighty-two. I think maybe. Yeah, I was born in nineteen eighty. Okay, all right. So you were two, so maybe not. Maybe. Very well, very late eighty. I was born December. Okay. So uh, okay, and one more thing. What is one tradition you do, or you at least you try to do every year this time? Uh, I enjoy, and I, it's not even my favorite of the movies. Uh, but I am definitely someone who has, as soon as it starts on TBS, I will have Christmas Story on mm-hmm. in the background to the point where sometimes I feel like I can't turn it off. Like, I don't know what it is. It's like a mental thing. Like, if it's on, I just let it go until it's end. So, like, we'll put it on during the day. Christmas Eve will go out. Then I'll come home and I'll put it back on. I'll pass out with it on. I'll wake up. I'll have it on in the morning in the background. Christmas, you know, so I don't know. That's, it's kind of become my thing. Yeah. I like the movie. It's not my, like I said, I, I put like probably four or five ahead of it, but um there's something about it just being on a loop where you know you go take a shower you come back it's on you know you just keep checking back at different parts and see what parts you catch and what you don't um so i think that part of it is something i like and then obviously now with having kids and everything like, i, I it, always seem to yeah, like uh, go in and out of it and every time i go back i usually pick up at the same spot <laughs> For some yeah i'm not even looking yeah. at the clock i'm just like putting it back on i'm like oh all right <laughs> that's where i am usually when the fucking bumpus dogs are coming in Yes, Bumpus dogs. I usually come in around uh, when they are in class with the fake teeth, and they have to oh, give yeah, it up. Yeah, so. Awesome, great stuff. Uh, so I want to say uh, thank you, Justin, and uh, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to you. All right, you too, buddy. Thanks for having me on. All right. Cowboy, Roger Morissette, host, co-host of This Week in NFL, and actually the host of Looking For Looking Back Sports Edition. How are you, my friend? Hey, Andy. I'm doing uh, doing pretty well. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I want to say happy holidays to you and your family. You as well. All right. So uh, what we're doing tonight is we're all getting together, and we're talking about Christmas movies, holiday movies, Um, some conventional, some unconventional. What's a uh, movie that you like to watch around this time every year? Hey, so I'm going to go a little unconventional. Okay. If that's okay. That is fine. So, 1994, at the peak of this star's powers, big, big comedy special was out at the time. It's The Ref. The <laughs> Ref starring uh, Dennis Leary and Kevin Spacey are your two uh, two most recognizable names there. But for those who uh, who have not seen The Ref... Kevin Spacey is in a uh, in a bit of a bad marriage around the holiday season, and um, very it's a very, very comically bad marriage. Um, <laughs> his mother is like crazy. The wife has cheated on him. The kid wants to run away. Like it's a it's a total disaster. And Dennis Leary 
plays a uh, like a, a robber, a robber who's kind of on the lamb and ends out ends out like basically breaking into their house and uh, taking taking the whole family hostage. So it doesn't sound like your normal holiday flick, does it, Andy? <laughs> no, it does not. <laughs> but as the movie goes on, you get to see some of the good sides of Dennis Leary's character, the um, the robber, mm-hmm. and the family tries to kind of work out work out their stuff. Um, all of, and I'm a big Dennis Leary mm-hmm. fan. Like if you uh, like his No Cure for Cancer special was. Uh, was was awesome to me and i mean this is a time i was probably about a i was a freshman in high school i think when all this came out so he was like like that that type of comedy was really right in my mm-hmm. right in my wheelhouse so this holds a lot of nostalgic a lot of nostalgic value for me and i do i try to i try to watch it around this time of year get into the christmas spirit mm-hmm. it kind of you know, when I look at like his his mother, I'm like, okay, it's like one of those movies that makes you appreciate what you have. Like, <laughs> me, like yes. me and my wife don't hate each other. My mother's not a complete lunatic. Um, I don't, you know, have kids, but no one, no one in my life's trying to run away. <laughs> um, and then they kind of bring it together at the end, and and it, and it, it ends up, in my mind, ends up being a pretty nice, a pretty nice story. And, um, you know, Dennis Leary ends up kind of being the robber with the heart of gold. And it's uh, it's good stuff. I would, I would nation. I would highly suggest if you've never seen the ref, watch it with an open mind. Keep in mind the uh, keep in mind the time frame that mm-hmm. it was in. Yeah. And I think yeah, I think you'll really enjoy it. There's a lot of uh, a lot of funny jokes in there, too. Yeah, I was uh, probably a, around a, a senior in college when this came out. And this was like peak Dennis Leary. I mean, no, no, no cure for cancer, asshole. All that stuff was really popular then, and you know, I mean, he's still you know relevant. He's got some new Christmas uh, special, I think, that's on TV this year that uh, looks kind of fun. But it kind of kind of reminds you of the Grinch a little bit. Like he's out to say, he sets out to rob him, and then he ends up helping them, and which is kind exactly. of kind of what the Grinch does. So you know, kind of, uh, and it takes place in Connecticut, which is home to many uh, places in the nation. And yeah, this was also one of Kevin Spacey's first big uh, parts, I think, when he was just starting to uh, break out with, um, you know, Usual Suspects and that stuff. So yes, yeah, highly good pick, Roger. Uh, highly uh, yeah. Recommend. This one, this one, probably a little ways down on the uh, on the <laughs> on the best 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 Kevin Spacey roles yes. list, but still a good flick, still mm-hmm. a good flick. And like I said, I would suggest suggest watching it. And you know Dennis Leary, this this was his peak. I think this was probably the only movie he ever really was like was like the uh, the main the main star in. But I thought he had a good run on the um, the Fireman show there. That I yeah. the name of which Rescue Me, gave, Rescue Me, mm-hmm. yes. And yeah, right. I don't know about his, his 2019 Christmas special. I'm not sure if I'm uh, if I'm interested in that. Made for TV only. It doesn't sound like the Dennis Leary I know. <laughs> yeah. Hey, maybe it's a paycheck. Who knows? <laughs> we all need one of those. Yes, we do. So before I let you go, I'm just going to ask you a couple more questions uh, about the holidays. What What do you look forward to about this time of year? Like, what's the, something that you always like? Oh, it's Christmas time. Oh, what 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 does the cowboy like to like to do? I love the snow. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm completely not serious about that. So. <laughs> Well, you've been from from uh, li- having lived in Arizona, I can imagine why not. 
Oh, you know, I'm from. Uh, I grew up in. I did. Grow, I grew up in New England. Oh, okay. So I do. You know, there's there's a place near us here in uh, in Attleboro, Massachusetts, called a uh, Lassalette Shrine, which is like a, it's like a, you know, like a Catholic park, okay. <laughs> kind of. But they do every year. They they do this big Christmas light show. So where they 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 string lights up in the whole place, and it's a big attraction around here. So that's something that even as I've as I've gotten older, and you know, I'm not not like uh mr church and things like that but i i do i do make an effort to make it out to to last every year with my with my nephews to kind of check out check out the lights it puts puts me into that christmas spirit all right cool so that kind of like goes in hand with the other question i have for you which is like what's one tradition you try to do or you do every year at this time so i have a good one for this so i am a i have a big family okay um, some some of the some of the listeners are probably familiar with my with my father, <laughs> Cowboy Senior. So, mm-hmm. Cowboy Senior, we we have a very large extended family, and it's a really really nice tradition that we have, um, dating back to before I was born. So it's a while ago. Wow. Um, in that we do a family Christmas party every year where the whole family comes. So it's like usually about like sixty to seventy ish people, and um. There was this tradition and about who would be Santa and Santa kind of um, Santa kind of uh, MCs the event and so it was always like like when I was growing up it would be like the oldest unmarried cousin and then when the mar- when they got married the next cousin would be Santa but I, I somehow I about six years ago I kind of started MCing the event someone had asked me to do it for them. And and so I did. And then it was like my turn, so I did. And then the next person asked me, and now it's kind of like transformed where I get to I get to MC this this family party every year. Um, and I, I really I really enjoy doing that. So it's something I it's something I really look forward to. I have family all over the country, and I think it's really cool that we can all get together for four or five hours and and have the have this event every year. Wow. So I very very much look forward to that. It sounds uh, like a lot of fun, uh, family Morissette getting together and uh, just uh, having a great time. So that's cool, Absolutely. man. Absolutely. Awesome, awesome. So um, thank you very much, Roger. I appreciate you taking time and, and joining me tonight and the rest of the uh, other podcast hosts. And to you and your family, a very Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and best of everything. You as well, Andy. Thanks so much for having me on. and. Uh, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, or whatever you celebrate to the nation. We love you guys. Awesome. Thanks, Raj. All right, Chad Campbell, my friend from the Peach State. How are you doing, my friend? Greetings, Andy. I'm doing well. All right. I'm glad you're going. Good, good. I hope you're having a great holiday season. But uh, why I have you here is I want to know what's like a favorite Christmas movie of yours that you, you seem to you have to watch every year around this time. So it's uh, it's it's not the most uh, critically acclaimed movie, 
And But I think it is one that came out right at a sweet spot for my life. When I was 10 years old, uh, this movie came out, and it is Jingle All the Way, starring oh. Arnold. Arnold and Sinbad. <laughs> Sinbad, yes. Yeah, so so what about it uh, that is, is your, your love for? Where did that grow from? Well, I actually, I mean, when I was a kid, I liked it just from the aspect of, I think it came out right at a sweet spot where you were having these kind of big ticket toys uh, once kind of the internet age and the, you know, the world was kind of getting smaller and you knew like, oh, across America, this is the big toy of the season where you had Furby and you had uh, a holiday Barbie, I remember around this time, and then Nintendo 64 uh, was right around this time as well when it launched. Um, so, so it came out right at a good time, and I did get a Nintendo 64 for Christmas. And so this movie really tries to show that, as I do uh, remember kind of my mom relaying the stress uh, that she had in trying to find a Nintendo 64 on that year. But this movie also came out right at the time where you'd have a lot of these kind of kid type movies that also were uh, live action instead of animated. It was kind of moving from animated and uh, the comedic aspects I enjoyed. And it also had the, uh, the giant making a cameo. So you have a little bit of a wrestling tie in there that I enjoyed watching too. And then now, now as a father, you can seriously relate to that hunting and that, that, you know, you got to get that gift, got to get that present for those kids. Right. Yeah, I, I, I think now it's it's just so different, though, where it's, um, I don't know, some of the, I guess, it's it may not be as stressful, but uh, I think some of the fun of it is lost, too, because now, to me, it seems like it's more of, you have all these online sites, and you're basically just, like, I'm creating a spreadsheet uh, <laughs> to try to figure out what's the lowest price and when I should buy, you know, it's, uh, it's definitely a different world. Yeah, there's not, I mean... It used to be fun back in the day doing the figure hunting and all that kind of stuff right. for collectors and then, and then for the kids. I remember, uh, yeah, just having, uh, you know, my kids are a little bit older than yours, but I remember having to, uh, you know, hunt down, like, what's the big ticket item? What's what's the big gift? And what's the, the little things that they absolutely really want this year and, and, and hopefully finding them. Now, um, do you have any um, – now, for me – my daughter, who is now 17, though, it was like every year I would, uh, she had like a big item. And that was my my Christmas Eve after everybody went to bed. It was putting together a play kitchen or it was like a thousand stickers on a dollhouse. So do you have anything yeah. like that that you got? Yeah. So we're in the mix of that with my boys. They're five and two. So the past few years, last year, we uh, got them a nice big playground set for the mm-hmm. backyard. Luckily, I uh, cut my losses and hired somebody to assemble that yes. <laughs> instead of uh, me wanting to kill myself over a whole Saturday doing it. Uh, but this year, uh, we are getting a, uh, a Ninja Turtle playset, which has about 70 pieces, uh, which I'm yet to assemble. So I'll have to do that at some point. And then uh, a lot of Legos. So my oldest is starting to get into Legos. So yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, Legos are actually quite um, soothing at times, I guess, too. It can be stressful and, and, and soothing. Like my son is is still into the Legos. You know, he doesn't have the attention span. Um, I would love him to have because he's going to become some of the more complex ones. But right. um, also, so so have your boys seen Jingle All the Way yet? Have you shown them to? Yeah, we watch it. I mean, uh, I think with like Freeform and 
some of those they they usually play like Jingle All the Way and I'll Be Home from Christmas starring Jonathan Taylor Thomas, which That's is right. a movie. I almost picked that one actually too. <laughs> which is, uh, I've ne- I've never seen that one. I just remember like a line from the <laughs> from the trailer where I guess he's in a car with like these old ladies, and one goes, "Santa just yammed in your handbag or something." Like yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's bad. I mean, both of these movies are preposterous. Like, in, I mean, in Jingle All the Way. Uh, Arnold's character is absolutely deplorable. He lies to his family. He constantly leaves his family to try to find this toy. Uh, he won't cut his losses. But yeah, we uh, we do usually catch a free form airing of it. And uh, I, I don't think uh, uh, we'll see this year. We haven't watched it yet this year, but uh, we'll see if the five year old kind of likes it more because he does like like the home alone movies and stuff like that so some of the more comedic set pieces like i know when they're in the mall there's a scene in jingle all the way where they're in the mall and there's like a couple of bouncy balls that are like the winning balls where you can get the toy turbo man and Mm -hmm. uh it's kind of a comedic scene where they're flying around the mall i expect uh, my five-year-old to enjoy that yeah, yeah, and my kids. Um, I don't think my kids. I don't know if they've ever seen Jingle All the Way. They, but they like like the Paul Blart movies, stuff like that. Just those that silly physical humor, right? You know, the comedy of errors, if you speak. All right, so uh, before I let you go and and have uh, some eggnog or whatever your your drink of choice is, uh, what's one thing that you really look forward to every year around Christmas? So my uh, most fond Christmas memory is uh we have a nice big breakfast at my grandmother's house and uh she's still 89 and she still makes homemade biscuits and i know that uh her health has been deteriorating over the last few years and she did last year i'm hopeful she will be able to this year but uh i know that's coming to an end and that's kind of melancholy but that's really the thing i remember most fondly about christmas Awesome, awesome! I know uh, you Southerners love your biscuits, and um, mm-hmm. those—that's a—that's a talent from what yes. you know, to them homemade ones. Awesome. Well, I want to wish you and your family a very merry Christmas, Chad. You too, Andy. Awesome, awesome, and thank you for for joining me tonight. And uh, guys, check out Chad. Uh, he's one of the the forces here at Place to Be Nation, our wrestling encyclopedia, if you will. And check out. Uh, what was it, the yours and Justin show? I'm blanking it on my head. <laughs> Wrestling Warzone. Wrestling Warzone, that's right. Check out Wrestling Warzone on the Wrestling feed. Chad Campbell, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Merry Christmas, Andy. All right. Nick Duke, one of the hard-traveling fanboys and member of Sarcastic Fork. How are you, my friend? I'm great, man. How are you? I'm good, good. Happy holidays, Steve. You as well. Um, so we're getting together and we're having a great time uh, talking about mm-hmm. holiday movies. So what's a movie that you like to watch around this time of year? Like, what's your what's your go-to? Oh, man, there are so many. You know, I'm kind of a... I always have a big list of about, like, 15 or 20 that I try to work through during the month of December, and... A lot of those have been talked about, you know, great, great movies up and down the list. But one that's a little bit off the beaten path path a little bit uh, for me is Gremlins. Um, I've actually talked about it before on 
an episode of Freak Out Drive-In with uh, Jennifer Smith, which mm-hmm. is now you can now find over on the Jenny Position feed and all that. So, um, yeah, so Gremlins is one that I always try to watch. Uh, it's the rare movie that, like, it worked It worked on one level when I was a kid because when I was a kid it absolutely terrified me. Like, mm-hmm. I was genuinely, yes. like, scared of it. And now you watch it as an adult and it works on this whole other comedic, like, kind of black comedy satirical level that uh, that I really appreciate. So it's fun because it's one that, I, I almost it's like I've found different ways to enjoy it as I've gotten older. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's definitely scary for for a kid. I would think. Uh, I yeah, my kids want to see it. We just haven't had a chance to sit down and watch it yet. Uh, so so you saw? Did you see this in theater? Were you were you alive when this? Came no, out? I was not alive. I think Gremlins was released in '84, okay. and I wasn't born until '87. But I do one of my earliest memories is like um, I do remember we had one of the old. Um, I don't even know what what they what the term form is, but it was the smaller records, you know, like the little mini records that uh-huh. uh, you could play on the vinyl top. And I had a little like um, portable vinyl player that I would carry around with me when I was real little, like three or four. And one of the records I had on it was like a storybook adaptation of Gremlin. So oh. I had like the movie, and then I had like this five part like little audio book that would be read to me uh, on the little vinyl player. And then I also remember my brother, who was oh, let's see, my brother's about 11, is eleven years older than me, so. Ooh. He used to take great pleasure in kind of kind of picking on me sometimes, and like he had one of the stuffed um, gremlins themselves that he would like pull out of the closet sometimes, you know, and, and kind of have fun at my expense sometimes that way. But yeah, so between the storybook, just kind of memories of my family, and then of course just watching the movie over the years, and of course there's also the sequel, which is a whole other whole other thing. Gremlins is always a thing uh, that I like to revisit around this time. All right, that's great. Uh, any other movies you just want to mention real quick? Uh, oh, on, that, on that big list, what are some? So after you watch Gremlins, what's your what's the second half of your double feature? I mean, I I kind of try to do one a night. Gremlins is on there. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Santa Claus movies are on there. Yes, the Home Alone movies. I mean, the classics. Christmas Vacation. Uh, every Christmas Eve is always a Christmas story. Maybe not necessarily like in order, mm-hmm. but TBS is always on, and I'm in and out of the room picking up different scenes, you know, for their 24 hour mm-hmm. viewing of it. Bad Santa, which we talked about recently on uh on laughing yep. uh theater Great you know so i mean just lots of movies like that i, I don't i i'm one of the i'm kind of weird in that the ones that are really overly sappy and sentimental like it's a wonderful life and stuff are just a little too much for me <laughs> like i can't i can't really get into those so i need something a little acidity to cut through the sweetness on some of this stuff so it, it's stuff like bad santa stuff like gremlins i mean even home alone i think there's a there's an undercut uh, quality to it, even though he learns a lesson by the end. So I, I need a little, I don't know, I guess a little evil at my Christmas time to balance out all the yes. sweet and all the good. Awesome. Great stuff. Uh, so I just got a couple more questions for you and then um, sure. we'll let you go. So uh, what do you look forward to most about this time of year? I mean, you know, when I was a kid, it was definitely waking up on Christmas morning and, and, and you know, seeing what was under the tree or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then as you get older, it kind of becomes more just like getting everybody together. And then what's really great. And I mean, you know, you know how this is yep. um, when you become a parent, mm-hmm. it turns back into that Christmas morning thing, but not even for yourself. And that's the whole, it, it takes on this whole new, you know, meaning or level to it. And it's so much cooler to see your kids get to enjoy the stuff and the surprises you've been able to pull together yeah. than it ever was to like get stuff yourself, you know? So that, that's been, the last few years have been really fun in that mm-hmm. regard. Amazingly, kept a guinea pig hidden for a couple of days. I oh don't know God. how I, I don't know how I did it. <laughs> <laughs> and alive. 
Yeah, said a lot. That's when I see people putting these animals in boxes, and I'm like, wait a minute, how does that work? But you know, <laughs> well, I had a little alcove in the office in the basement, there you go. in the old there house, and kept kept her nice and hidden. Uh, so, okay, so one more question: uh, What one tradition do you do or you try to do every year around this time? Oh man, um, there there are lots, but um, I would say we always try to usually around the first week of December. Uh, we go as a family and we get a live Christmas tree. We're not we are not uh, artificial Christmas tree people. And then we uh, put the tree up together and kind of do, you know, tree decorating is a lot of fun. And that, that goes back to even when I was a kid lived growing up with my parents, you know, he my dad was the same way. Like uh, no artificial trees in our house. We never had one. We always even if like he, he you know dragged his feet and waited until the last minute, we would always have a tree, you know, a, a live tree in our house. And that was always a lot of fun. So yeah. I think that would be be one it's a pain to clean up with the smell that's really what it's about <laughs> yeah the smell is awesome and then if you live kind of in the rural areas of the south like like you know we do or i do um then you get to have you get to burn the tree when it's all said and done ah. it's kind of cool to sit around and have a fire that kind of thing so mm-hmm. uh yeah the tree is probably the big the big thing for us mm-hmm. yeah my parents uh have flip-flopped over the years between artificial and real and uh once i you know was an adult on my own it's been a real treat every year i don't care well now it's a little better because they make the uh i don't even know what they are like the scent sticks that you can like hang in the artificial tree to kind of try to recreate that feel or whatever i don't know there's just something to me about going and picking out the tree and Mm -hmm. you know it's just it's just something fun that we like to do so awesome well thank you uh uh, nick and i want to say to you uh very merry christmas oh you as well sir yes and a happy new year thank you thank you Miranda Berthold, one half of Geek and Sassy, my my partner in crime, quite often on Pop Goes the Movies, my, I guess you want to say my better half, so to speak, a lot of times here on podcast. How are you, my dear? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Good. I'm glad um, you're able to join me tonight on our journey through uh, everybody's favorite holiday movies here at Place to Be Nation. I thank you for. I think this is really cool what you put together here. So I appreciate you allowing me to be a part of that. Like oh, of for course. real, wouldn't wouldn't have it any other way. Aww. So, so uh, Miranda, what? Yes. This time of year now, you you're a mom and all that <laughs> stuff. But what what's a movie that you really love to watch this time of year? Um. So I think it's not a surprise to anybody that I do a lot of like Hallmark movie <laughs> watching. So yeah, I'm over here and I be watching all those Hallmark Christmas movies. Um. But when when you sit down and you think of your list of favorites, it's super hard. Um, but it didn't take me long to come to the conclusion that I did. Mm-hmm. And mine is the first Santa Claus with Tim Allen. Ah. Um, it has a lot of sentimental value. So this came out, oh my gosh, I don't even remember the year. 1994. Late 90s, early 2000s, I believe. It was like, it was like 94. For the 94, okay. Mm-hmm. So mid, mid-90s. Um, and so I would have been... I don't remember how old. Anyway. Can I, can I just interject? Let me put it this way. Let me tell you how old I was. I reviewed this for my college newspaper. 
So now I feel now I feel real. This before, where when you look at it at that standpoint, like how old I was then versus how old you were then, it's a huge age difference. But now that we're adults, like it's not really that much of an. I think it's just funny. You were you were like little Miranda, and I was like college Andy. Like in this movie. Yeah, if it was ninety four, I would have been about to turn ten. Oh God. Okay. Sorry, Andy. So, so Miranda, what else do you love about this movie? Um, so that's one of the things is that it didn't come out at, at a point in, you know, at my age where for me, it was a big kid childhood movie. Mm-hmm. And then, um, it is also one that my dad really loved. Um, he loved number two more. I think I've told you this before when he asked my stepmom out for their first date, he was like really nervous. And he and I had just watched Santa Claus 1 and 2 because it had mm-hmm. kind of become a tradition between the – an unspoken tradition that we watched the Santa Claus together. Um, and I want to say 2 was fairly new when this mm-hmm. happened. So we had watched 1 because we loved it and it had been like a tra- uh, tradition that had started. And then we watched 2. And so when he went to ask my stepmother out on her date – because I was an adult at this point. Um, they met. They actually got married, like, right after my husband and I got married. So um, when he went to ask her out, though, he got really nervous. And we had just watched um, Santa Claus Mm 2. And he remembers when he goes to ask the lady out that ends up becoming Mrs. Claus. Mm -hmm. He's like, would you like to go for some noodles and pie? (laughs) And that's what popped into my dad's head because he's like, I forgot everything I was going to say. And he was like, do you want to go for noodles and pie? (laughs) Oh. And she's like, um, what? <laughs> so it has kind of like the significant, uh, I still prefer one to two. I actually sat and watched it with my son today. He had seen it before, mm-hmm. but I, I think there was a lot that he had missed. So we watched it again today and then we got done and he was like, classic mom. That's mm-hmm. classic. And I was it like, is. It is. It is. It's got a lot of adult humor, especially when he's walking down the street and he's like naming off different kids and he's like, nice, naughty. And then the lady with the like, <laughs> short skirt, very pretty lady, um, dressed tastefully, but she has a shorter skirt. He's like, Veronica, very nice. And she's <laughs> like, in your dreams, playboy. Um, so it's got the humor that adult would need to take a kid to a like live action family movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but it has all of like the heart and endearing moments and i do kind of like that overall the family is not a perfect family no there's a lot of dysfunction a lot of animosity going on between the ex-husband and the new husband and you know how they parent this young man together um and i came from a blended household so i think maybe that was another reason why i truly loved this movie Mm -hmm. because a lot of times you watch christmas movies and Things are just so prim and proper or, you know, the only problem is that the person can't find love, but she's still really pretty and her family's got money. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. that's the trope a lot of times or, you know, so I think that's why I really, truly loved this movie. It became a tradition. It did come out when I was a kid. So I think that kind of grabs our hearts, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I and mean- let's face it. I couldn't list the number one movie that my dad and I consider the best Christmas movie ever. So you could you could mention it. It's okay. <laughs> it know. forever will. Don't at me. Don't at me. Place to be nation. I don't care what you say. It's Die Hard. 
<laughs> yes. It is a man at Christmas trying to defy all odds and save his family. Therefore, it's a Christmas movie. There you go. So says Miranda, so it shall be. Shall be. Yes. I ha- so shall I shed. Oh, crap. I just messed that quote up big time. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say. Yep. Do it for me. What was it? What were you trying to say again? I have spoken. I have spoken. I have spoken. <laughs> but uh, yeah, back to Santa Claus. I mean, my favorite is the um, like when he's in the interrogation scene. They're asking him his name. He's oh, like, oh, sure. yeah. Father Christmas, Chris Kringle, Topo Gigio. Yes. <laughs> I pointed out to my son today when she's like Santa, and he's like Scott Calvin, and I'm like, does that like say anything to you? And he's like, what? And I'm like, Scott Calvin is SC Santa Claus SC, and he's like, <laughs> mind blown. Yes. Now the sec- um, second movie I like because I'm I love Elizabeth Mitchell who I, plays Carol. Yes, that's and that's the um, the lady that ends up becoming Mrs. Claus. Mm-hmm. And the third one's not bad either. The Escape Clause oh, because no. it's Martin Short. I mean, it's cute. Who it's doesn't cute. love Martin Short? I mean, this the visuals like are mm-hmm. a little plasticky at times. Yeah, yeah, he but looks very cute. fake. Yes, yes. Like his makeup is a little too much. Right. The franchise overall, one, two, and three, um, highly recommend, mm-hmm. and I would recommend watching them in order. One is just so, I don't know. I was quoting it today as we were watching it, and he's like, are you going to do that the whole movie? I'm like, I might. I don't know. I don't know. You got a problem with that, kid? Come on. My One of my favorites is when he's like, there's two, really. It's when he's becoming Santa, and he doesn't quite rule it, and he's still kind of not agreeing that it's happening. And he's just come into the boardroom, and he's like, oh, yeah, the big chemical fire. lost all my clothes. And then he's, like, beasting. And then the guy has to do his presentation, and it's, like, the total tank. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, and he's complaining because he's like, here comes Santa in a panzer. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that part just, like. I don't know why it makes me laugh uncontrollably so hard when Tim Allen is doing his hey he's like waving his hands everywhere and he's like, Watch out, kids! Like, here comes Santa in a panzer. <laughs> <laughs> and then um my other favorite part, which people don't think it's that funny, but I don't know why I find it so funny. He um when he does get arrested and the elves come break him out, the one elf who, by the way, ten year old Miranda thought this elf was just the cutest thing in the world. <laughs> but the one that it's like tinsel, not just for decoration. That line cracks me up. <laughs> I hate tinsel. I hate it. Yeah, I'm it's not like, the biggest fan. It makes a giant mess. It is such a mess. It's, it's yeah, it's like just throw garbage right? on the tree. Right? Why why do you need it? Right. And then you're gonna you are gonna toss it all on the tree or let your kid do it for you to have to like clean it up and vacuum it up for like however long you keep your tree up. Mm-hmm. It's like those people that do the flocking. My grandmother does it and I, we clean Oh, glitter in her house up like I think we just never ending cleaning up glitter <laughs> it's like those people that do elf on the shelf and then make the big preposterous messes I'm like why do you make such a mess that you're gonna have to clean up like I don't I, get it I could Maybe. barely remember to move that fucking thing I'm sorry we never had one because my son thinks it's creepy so I got lucky <laughs> well, yeah, it's a little uh, you know what is it um, it's not stalker but uh, creeper kind of a uh, uh, the peeping Tom, like he's like he's yeah. a little little telltale for Santa. Yeah, I saw. That's exactly, well, that's exactly what he is for nobody that knows what he is. He's this little stuffed doll that's like he comes with a book, and you're supposed to tell you're supposed to read the story, and you have your kid name the elf, 
Um, and they usually come up with some really funny names. So that's what I do like is when people are like, ours is named this. Like one kid emphatically was like, his name is Steve. And my friend was like, what about Jolly or Jingles? And he was like, it's Steve. So <laughs> like there's a Steve. And the whole concept is the child cannot touch it or he'll lose his magic. Yep. Um, but he, and he moves throughout the night to let the kid know, like it's supposed to make the kid like give the idea of the imagination and that it's real. Um, and it, I mean, in theory, it's kind of a cool concept, but people go all out and they make like, I have a friend that completely TP'd her living room. Like it took her hours and it was very intricate. So it was like all over the tree. It was like hung like garland from the ceiling. It was everywhere. And then he was hanging from it and he was like. And she always blames every – so each night a different kid gets blamed for what they do because she has like six kids. And she had a kid that literally had a meltdown one day because he thought he was in trouble. And he's like, I did not do it, but I didn't do – and like I think that point you're like, okay, you need to stop. Like your kid is visibly upset because he truly thinks he's in trouble now. Like – and that's the whole thing. You're, it's supposed to keep them good. And I'm like, well, then that damn thing needs to be up all year long because don't the kids need to be good all year long? It was, too, it was just too much work. I'm sorry. It is. It's a lot of work. And but I do applaud. I have a friend that wrapped the leg of theirs. His mm. is, his name is like, I don't know. His name was funny, like Tinkles or something. <laughs> I don't know. I found that hysterical. So she wrapped his leg up and put a note the day he came back. Cause she did a year, the year before she did like this long drawn out, like all those crazy things my other friend did. And she was like, fuck that. So their elf has come back, and he has a broken leg, and he cannot move. <laughs> so he does not move. That's great. Does not move. So, um, so let, let me ask you a couple more questions before we okay. uh, we get out of here. Um, so what do you look forward to most about this time of year? Um, I think the same thing that most people are going to say. I think there's a certain togetherness that mm -hmm. um, you get to have with your family. And I don't necessarily mean like seeing family and friends that you don't normally get to see or traveling or things like that. I just mean in general, I think um, because for the majority of people, every it's like the universal day that everyone is off work almost. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a, even if you, depending on how you celebrate Christmas, whether you celebrate it like religiously or um, just cause or a, you do Hanukkah or, you know, Kwanzaa or however you celebrate it, I think it, you just become more appreciative during that time. Yeah. It just kind of opens your heart. And I'm sure a thousand other people are, are going to say like being with your family. It's not just being with family for me, though. It's like. It's the gratitude and the the season that affects the relationship you have with your family during that time. Yeah, that's nice. Um, so one other thing is, what is a tradition that you do every, at least you try to do every year around this time? Yeah. Um, so we have a couple, but one of the ones are, and they, I, we have two that go together. So one, um, we always wrap books for Caden. Mm -hmm. Um, my Jerry and I are really big readers ourselves. And so we've always tried to instill a love of reading in Caden, um, which he has. So every year we buy when he was younger and books weren't so thick and expensive. Cause now, you know, we're, we're in big books. Um, and you know, kids books, you can buy them like two, $3 a pop. No big deal. 
And then there, you read it one night and it's on to the next book. So when, when he was like that, we would wrap 25 books and we would open it and then read it every night. He'd get a new pair of pajamas um, at the beginning of the season. And then he, we would read that book, that whatever book he opened every night. And then um, on Christmas Eve, we always do family pajamas. Um, so we would get our book, whatever our Christmas Eve book was, um, our pajamas, we put them on. And then here in town, there is this, um, little thing you can drive through. It's completely free. It's like a set of three houses that are all like boom, boom, boom together. Mm -hmm. And they have a pathway that they've poured cement and you can actually drive on it and you go through the yards of these homes and it's very intricately done. They basically start planning for the next year's, um, setup at the end of December when they take like at the beginning of January and December when they start taking it down, sometimes they take it completely down. Sometimes they just take out parts and they have a donation box. If you want to donate, you can. So usually what we would do is we would do our, have dinner, do whatever we're going to do. Everybody put their pajamas on. <laughs> My husband is less inclined to put his pajamas on. Cause he's always like, well, what if I need to get out of the car? He's really big on like not going anywhere in your pajamas. Huge on that. But Sometimes we can get him to put his on. At least we usually put Caden's on him, and I will put mine on too. Because I'm like, if he's in the car and we gotta stop somewhere, he can just go in and get something. I don't care. <laughs> so we'll put our pajamas on. We'll drive through this little thing, come home, read our book, um, whatever book it was for our New Year's Eve, and then we put Caden to bed. And then that's usually when Jerry and I stay up and um, become Santa's elves. Because you know Santa is not capable. The only way he can make his job work is if parents help him. So after we have our meeting with Santa, you know, and we, we make sure everything is subpar for <laughs> the next morning, we, we, you know, go to bed. Yeah. Usually, like, you're exhausted and the kid gets up in the morning like, come on, come on, what do you want? I want all my presents, I want all my presents. And like, yeah, man, it, man. I, it kills me how he can just, like, sit bolt right up in the bed at, like, Four thirty-five in the morning, and I'm like, "Could you do this on school days?" Yeah, no, and that, and that ain't happening. Oh no, no, and it's adrenaline. It's like as adults when we have something we know really important that we're gonna do the next day, like how we don't sleep well or don't sleep mm-hmm. at all because our body is so afraid we're gonna miss it. Yeah, I remember. So I, tr- I truly think that's what happens. I remember being like the one like always got up early, always got up early. And it was so funny. Like as I got older and was still living at home, like you know, late teens or whatever. It got to the point where, like, I would go out, like, whatever. I'd be working, DJing, bartending, whatever. Or I would just be out. And, and all the like, Christmas morning, my sister would be like, get up! It's like 11 o'clock. I want to open my presents. I'm like, fine. i got to get yeah, up. <laughs> yeah, I'm five years older than my brothers. Um, so I was the same way. We're, our dad, I, you know, I grew up with a police officer dad. So we always kind of, like, would, we would have to... It was so weird. So we would wake up, and even if we would wake, my mom would be like, okay, wait, I've got to dispatch your dad. Like, And then they would have to, like, see if dad could come to the house so we could open presents. And we'd sit there and sit there, and we'd be like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Like, trying to wait and be patient. We didn't always make it. <laughs> right. Uh, we have, like, places like we were talking about with the lights, though. There's, like, um, Wonderland at Roseville. It's actually in Fairfield, not far from where my girlfriend, Ellen, lives. Uh, they actually have a Facebook page, and you go over there, and it's like the, their whole house, their back. You don't go in the house, but the backyard and all that stuff, everything. It's like amazing that p- people do these things. There's do you actually, like walk through it? Yeah, yeah. There's actually there's, there's okay. a donation box and everything like that. So, yes, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. So, check it out on Facebook. Wonderland at Roseville. 
I don't think ours has a Facebook page. Oh, well, I take that back. I think it does. I just don't remember for the life of me what it's called right now. Um, if I can find it, mm-hmm. I'll send it over so we can add it to the show notes. Because I know we do have a lot of listeners down here in the southeast Alabama area. Mm-hmm. And there was uh, also the, they won the, I think the first year they did the Great Christmas Life Fight, there was a family called the Setties. And they were in Norwalk, which is where I used to live in Scott Criscola. still lives there. But they they packed up shop after they won the Great Christmas Life Fight. Did everybody start bombarding their house? Um, I don't know. Like you would just go there. I mean, and walk around, and it was like there was always a crowd there. It was never like you never could like you know be by yourself. So yeah, I don't think I would like that. Just no peace. Yeah, you got you got to be into that stuff, really. You're gonna be like surprised nobody's talked about that. Uh, was it Deck the Halls movie? <laughs> Like, how how do you pay for that? That's my only question. Yeah, you probably reserve your, like, you know, energy, your, your Con Ed bill or whatever the rest of the year. Right. Because you know it's going to be, like, quintuple. <laughs> it's like the difference as watching Home Alone as an adult and watching as a kid. As a kid, you thought it was awesome. And as an adult, what does his dad do again? How did they all pay? Like, how did he pay for all that? Because, <laughs> like, I'm telling you right now, a house in that town, that size? Cool, golly. <laughs> Well, before, before Miranda, she told him more Christmas movies. So I just want to say to my friend Miranda, uh, to you and your family, especially Caden, uh, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and all the best. Thank you. Merry Christmas to the entire Atherton clan over there as well. Thank you. Kevin Patak of the Brother Sister Rewatch. How are you, man? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm awesome. Awesome. I want to thank you for uh, participating in our little place of nation Christmas extravaganza. No, happy to. It's the best time of the year. It is. It is. And speaking of this time of year, we're talking about our favorite Christmas holiday movies. What's a movie that you always like to watch this time of year? It's it's not Frosty or The Grinch or Rudolph or any uh, like the fantastical Happy Christmas movies that everybody seems to like. Um, one that I grew up on as a young boy and growing up, and I watch it every December is Batman Returns. Wow, not the not, uh, not, sequel. Yes, very good. Uh, not not a movie everybody thinks of when you think of Christmas. No, definitely not. A lot of people kind of give me the side eye when I say that because it's it's a little off the. <laughs> You know, a little off the rails when it comes to Christmas, but it's yeah. something that I, I I love. Yeah, when when you uh, when I approached you about this project and you said Batman Returns, it, honestly, I didn't I, I I didn't have to think very long about it because it actually has been on a bit. But mm-hmm. there's a lot of Christmas in that movie. Oh God, it's all over the place. You know, especially and, and, the in some of the well, I guess one of the inciting incidents. Right with the uh, oh the tree lighting ceremony, tree lighting ceremony. And the, uh, exactly, the yes. penguins guys jumping out of the Christmas present and everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, I mean the the movie I think so like the backstory for why this movie would mean more to me I guess or why it resonates with me more is when I was growing up my dad owned a bar and restaurant 
and every Christmas Eve, we would have this massive family gathering of like, you know, 40, 50 people. He would shut down the business and the dining room would be used for this big family party. And on Christmas Eve night, there would be people coming to want to go use the, you know, go to the bar and have a drink. And it'd always be these lonely older people or these people who are down on their luck. And from a young age, seeing that you, you realize that the holidays aren't just like a Norman Rockwell painting. it's not all it's not all and not everybody has a family or these traditions or you know all that jazz and i I saw kind of a a, a sad side of christmas and when i watch batman returns it kind of takes me back like i was happy i was with my family my cousins were opening gifts having you know a great dinner being around people wearing the ugly sweaters and but there was all the always those people who didn't have that and when i watch batman you see like the penguin and Catwoman and Bruce Wayne as Batman, they're all very lonely figures. And the way that the movie is shot around Christmas time, but still very dark and dreary, it kind of takes me back to that time growing up and, you know, thinking of others who maybe don't have what the rest of us have. Yeah, a lot of good good points there. You know, uh, we've had some unconventional movies in this one, probably some of it you might hear. Uh, We've uh, uh, definitely not things you think of, but this is definitely... One of those, like, you know, just pause for a second and you're like, oh, yeah. And then if you've seen it as many times as you have or mm-hmm. as I have, I mean, I think I went to see this in the movie theater. I mean, this came out, what, in... Uh, 92. Oh, yeah. No, of course I saw it in the theater. I was like 21, 22. No, I was 20. I was 1920 <laughs> years old. So I had to have gone to see it because I love the first one. So I... And, oh, yeah. And any movie that puts Michael Keaton, Danny DeVito, and Michelle Pfeiffer, <laughs> and you're th- Christopher, throwing Christopher Walken... Oh God! Yeah, him, him as the. Well, I mean, that's another angle I could take if I want to. He was the uh, retail magnet. Mm-hmm. You know, he had all the stores and that. You know, the consumerism of Christmas. Yeah. But oh, he killed it in that movie. Keaton is just awesome. Mm-hmm. Danny DeVito is a star. I, I, I like the movie is just charisma. Like every every actor exudes it, and it just kind of like the the movie is shot dark and dreary and grungy. But like the stars and the characters pop off the screen, and yes. with the background of Christmas, it's just an you know, it's a holiday movie to me. Awesome, great. So um, just a couple more questions, and then uh, we will say you go have some eggnog or something. Uh, what are what what's the one thing, or what what do you most look forward to about this time of year? When I was younger, the biggest thing was always two weeks before Christmas, we would go to the tree lot on a Saturday. We would pick out the tree, you know, me, my siblings, my parents, we'd come back and my mom would never let us decorate it that day. It would always be the next day because the, in her opinion, the, uh, the branches and boughs had to settle a certain way (laughs) overnight. So we had to like, this tree is sitting in our living room. We couldn't friggin' touch it. We just had to like, look at it for a night. Couldn't put lights on or anything. So like decorating the tree, like that kind of, uh, delayed gratification in a way, you know, till the next day. Now I'd say my, my the thing I look forward to most every Christmas is actually going to my friend's house when he sets up his tree and we have white Russians and we dip gingerbread men in them and it's delicious and it's fun and it's festive. Wow. It's like a dude Christmas. Oh, very, oh, very big Lebowski inspired. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I do something similar. Like I always get my tree on a Friday night with the kids mm-hmm. and I, I put it in the stand and then Sunday is when we do it because, you know, a lot of times the trees are frozen or whatever. You mm-hmm. got to give it time to get down. And then, you know, usually I do the lights and they, I do, we do one round of ornaments and then they usually crap out and I end up finishing the whole damn thing. Well, they're probably all excited. Do they have like their own personalized ornaments that they hang up first and everything? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. We, we yeah. get 
one new ornament every year before Christmas at Hallmark. Mm -hmm. And then I usually go in and uh, I'm kind of a uh, ornament junkie with those keepsakes. So I wait wait for them to drop. Uh, Mm -hmm. So like sometimes I'll just buy all these ones that like I wouldn't even consider, but they were like, oh, it's $2. (laughs) My my parents have a closet full of Star Wars uh, or Star Trek ornaments that my dad collected throughout the years, like the, you know, Captain Kirk, Picard, like all throughout the series, all of the different uh, iterations and that. It's crazy. Yeah, my girlfriend gets the Barbie ornament every year. She's been doing that since she was like, I think, like a, I don't know if it's when she's little or just, it's, it's been a number of lot of years that she's been doing it. So it's very cool to see. On yeah, the they pile up. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, uh, okay, what's um, one tradition that you always do, or at least you try to do every year? One tradition that we try to do, or at least I do, is um, it was actually a movie I was going to pick. Um, are you a fan of Mystery Science Theater? Uh, yes, I used to watch it years ago, though. Okay. Me and my brothers grew up watching it on Saturday mornings on Sci-Fi Network and that. And there's this one. It's um, it's from, God, Mexico in the 1950s. It's just called Santa Claus. And it's like the devil is fighting Santa Claus. It's like this ridiculous movie. <laughs> we, we try to watch that every Christmas Eve uh, when we have the family get together and that. We put that movie on, laugh our asses off. That That is definitely one thing we try to do every year. Oh, that's great. I've never heard of that before, but uh, I will definitely pass it along. I have a buddy of mine who loves Mystery Science Theater. Oh, God. He probably knows all about it. It probably does. Awesome. So, everybody, uh, check out the Brother Sister Rewatch podcast with Kevin and his sister Mary. So, Kevin Patak, I want to say thank you and um, have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Oh, I absolutely will. I hope you do as well. Thank you. Mr. Peter Winson, greetings from Allentown. How are you, Peter? Doing great. Awesome, <laughs> awesome. Uh, happy holidays to you. And to you as well. All right, so uh, we're all getting together talking about our favorite Christmas movies, holiday specials, what have you. And, uh, and Peter, uh, so what is your, what's your go-to this time of year? What do you, what do you like to watch? Well, there's a, a lot of standards from this time of year. It, this whole season kicks off with planes, trains, and automobiles, but that's a Thanksgiving movie. I have to watch that the Tuesday or Wednesday before Thanksgiving every single year. And then once you get past that, now you get into Rudolph season. You get into A Christmas Story, although that's actually on Christmas Eve and Day on TBS, where they just show it over and over again. And, of course, Charlie Brown Christmas, which... I think uh, I, I I know it's on ABC at some point, but I always have to I always have to look it up, and I want it to be appointment viewing, despite the fact that I have the DVD and I'm staring at it right now. <laughs> yes, it's always uh, I know I, I feel I, I get it. it's like oh it's on I gotta watch it I'm like I can watch it any damn time, but it it, it just means more right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what, what do you love about this uh, special? Well, I I'm a fan of basically everything peanuts i'm not like so nutty that i collected like the 13 volume series or whatever it was that came out years ago and 
a lot of it goes back to how much baseball, I mean, because I love baseball, how much of that is in Peanuts. I have a whole book of Peanuts comic strips that is, that's just the baseball that I got as a kid. And I actually like learned baseball his like little pieces of baseball history from it, from the references and everything, you know, kind of extrapolates out from, from there for, you know, there's the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. It's the great pumpkin, Charlie Brown, but Charlie Brown Christmas was the original one from 1965. And it, dare I say it is stood the test of time and it still holds up. Yeah, it, it definitely does. Especially the themes that they talk about, the commercialization of Christmas. Well, now it seems to be everybody wants to complain about a war on Christmas and people talk less about the commercialization aspects. But this movie or you know, feature or whatever you want to call it, I always call it a movie even though it's 22 minutes long. <laughs> it's like it's literally just like a TV episode. In fact, they edit it down so much. Some stuff has gotten cut over the years when CBS used to have it. And ABC, but um, the like the Christmas trees, like the metal Christmas trees that they refer to in this, those in popularity were were huge in like the late fifties and early sixties. And then this comes out in sixty five, and those trees go kaput because everybody wanted to listen to poor Charlie Brown, who <laughs> picks out the crappy little tree that becomes good via magic. Yeah, and nowadays everybody like if you see somebody's got like that little, little sad little tree, always like, oh, look at your Charlie Brown Christmas tree. <laughs> it's become kind of the uh, the vernacular, I guess. Part of well, it. when I was a kid, I used to take like a we we would get a real Christmas tree down down at this place in our in our city, and we we'd bring the tree home. But while we were down there, I would always look for like broken branches on the ground and i would i would scoop that up and i would make that my tree in my room not because i wanted to be like charlie brown i mean god forbid i wanted to win a baseball game at some point (laughs) but i wanted to have my own little tree in my room that i could put like one or two ornaments on Mm -hmm. that's great and um i I mean i know myself like um i I don't know if you if you're like me and every year i get at least one new keepsake ornament from hallmark and i have I, I don't remember the year, but uh, you put it's on the tree and it's battery operate and you hit the button and it's Linus and he goes lights please and a little spotlight goes on him and he does the whole opening spiel on the Where he... uh, you know does the whole true meaning of uh, Christmas and there it was in the in the manger or whatever the hell he says <laughs> like I've heard so many times I can't remember it um, so yeah that's one of my favorite ones and all of a sudden when you hear um you know when you listen to like the Christmas music and you just hear the Vince, was it Garaldi, I think it's pronounced? Yep. And you just hear yeah. that. And it just puts a smile on your face. Oh, the soundtrack is second to none. Although what's funny about Linus's speech is, you know, I've heard it a million times, at least once every year for the last, you know, 35 years or something. Never give it thought of like, where is it from? It is Luke chapter 2, verse 8 through 14 in the New King James Bible, which... I don't know why I never looked that up because I'm the type of person who seeks that stuff out. But yes, it's pulled from the actual Bible. And that was controversial at the time because Charles Schultz, they they, they told him, yeah, you don't want to put religious themes in this. And he's like, why not? We're, we're putting it in. He also said, let's let's you should probably put a laugh track on there. All these other shows put a laugh track like, nope, there's no laugh track in this. And some of it is 
a little bit dark, but there are humorous moments like when Lucy is threatening Linus and says, I got five good reasons. And then she counts out her fingers into a fist. <laughs> Linus <laughs> like, that, those are good reasons. <laughs> and then the, uh, the whole, uh, the ice skating and then the, uh, the whole dancing where you just see them like that old time um, animation where they're just doing the same thing over that the one kid's doing like a zombie walk and another kid's just head side to side and there's a shorter banging away. So it's, yeah, it just makes you feel like Christmas. I, I, I think that the dearly departed dead spin once or some website might've been five thirty eight com did an analysis of every kid from that or i think it might have been from the perspective of who would you want to party with the most uh i i would i would choose uh frida mm-hmm. uh, even though she's really really stuck up she's basically doing the michael jackson thriller dance <laughs> the entire time it's like she's she's 20 years ahead of ahead of his time there's the you know the the, the spiky haired kid that nobody knows the name of which by the way his name is five because oh. their family was all numbers because apparently the guy, the, the dad had some sort of complex. You got Shermie doing the sleepwalk thing. <laughs> Your eye is drawn to every single yes. person in, in that. Day. It, it's basically the perfect gift file some tw- 30 years before anybody ever knew what that was. Yeah, and Pigpen's there and uh, Violet's there and then the whole scene where I think uh... – uh, Linus takes his blanket and makes himself look like a shepherd, or something. <laughs> yes. So he's he's very he's very very good with that blanket. Although yeah. there, when he's given the speech, he actually lets go of the blanket momentarily, which is another nuance that I probably did not pick up on when I was watching this in like 1986. Ah, so, so this this came out in 65. So was 65. this was this before or after the Halloween, the Great Pumpkin? Great Pumpkin was 66, so they, they, they did that as the follow-up to this. This is the original Peanuts special, which 15 years after Peanuts first appeared as a comic strip in the newspapers, and it just gained in popularity over the years. And it, it's kind of surprising that it took 15 years for, for something like this to happen. But, of course, there's all the ones later on, and – even if it, even if people might make fun of some of them, or it's like you know, it's Arbor Day, Charlie Brown. It's like <laughs> I, I I love all of them. I mean, I I don't care how how stupid they are. I mean, they, there's there's a little bit of all of us in every single one of these kids, and the dog, and the and the bird Woodstock as well. Well, actually, Woodstock. I don't believe Woodstock is in this because I know he's not in in the Great Pumpkin, but he is in Thanksgiving. Right, Thanksgiving. I don't think came out until yeah, I, 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 yeah. Yeah. So I think Woodstock wasn't created probably till after, uh, somewhere between Great Pumpkin and Thanksgiving coming out. Yeah, it's, it, I, I kind of it's it's hard for me to think of Snoopy without Woodstock mm-hmm. being there in the background, uh, it, 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 even even though he's not in in this case. Yeah. All right. Uh, great stuff. Um, so. I just want to ask you a couple more questions, and then we'll uh, we'll let you go have some eggnog or whatever your your beverage of choice is. <laughs> um, so, what what do you look forward to most about this time of year? Hmm. Well, I'll tell you, it's it's not trying to 
get anywhere in southern New Hampshire where there is no sales tax. So any area around a mall, it's just <laughs> completely inoperable from late November until about January 1, let's say. Uh, I hope my wife doesn't overhear me saying this, but I love going to her family's house on Christmas because they have the big meal with the beef tenderloin and, and shrimps. And I know they had lobster tail last year. Oh, they do it up. They do it up so right. And then I end up eating way too much beef tenderloin. And I wonder for about five seconds, why am I so fat? And then I remember Oh, yeah, because this was so damn delicious. It it drives her crazy because it's her family. So maybe maybe I'm just kind of playing my advantages as the, you know, outsider, despite, you know, having married in a decade ago and just enjoy the food and the company and all that. Awesome. And lastly, what is one tradition that you do or you at least try to do every year? What I try to do, and it's been difficult because he's been traveling a lot on Chris and around the Christmas season, is I try to text with my best friend Merrill, uh, basically trying to one up each other with references as a Christmas story is playing on TBS. <laughs> so when 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 you get to the scene where uh, the the blood happens, where uh, Ralphie beats up the 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 town bully, Scott Farkas. We, we like to make references to either fights from the National Hockey League or MMA or <laughs> something something to that effect with that. And, and all the other scenes in it with the, with the Chinese food at the end. Sorry, spoiler alert for a 36-year-old movie. But... <laughs> Um, I, I just, I just love that, that back and forth that we have every single year on that. Yeah, that's, that's great. I mean, Christmas story, uh, it's one of my traditions, uh, and, and I, I, I'm sure I will talk about this at some point on the show about like, you know, I usually wrap presents during, and I turn on, and I just keep going back and forth and revisiting it all night. Basically, I may not watch it all the way for two hours straight. But I'll probably watch it at least once or twice over the whole night. And I'm a little bit strange because Peter Billingsley, of course, plays Ralphie. And I actually did not see the I did not see him in Christmas Story first. I actually met him in the movie The Dirt Bike Kid first. Mm -hmm. So when I saw the Christmas Story, I'm like, hey, it's that kid from Dirt Bike Kid. which (laughs) May or may not be a Disney movie. I'm, I'm not entirely sure probably see if that's on disney plus that'll probably get me to sign up for to like relive my seven-year-old self <laughs> well you know whatever gets you to there yeah it's not just you know you could be damato and like i want to watch everything with gus the mule <laughs> <laughs> also well uh pete uh greens from allentown i want to say thank you for joining me and i want to say to you a very merry christmas and a happy new year same to you andy thanks for having me on David Sunday, host of Sunday Groove. How are you? I'm doing great, man. How are you? Awesome, awesome. Uh, happy holidays to you. Thank you. You as well. 
Awesome. Uh, great. And, and we're, we're all getting together tonight to talk about our favorite Christmas movies uh, that we like to watch this time of year. And uh, David, what's the one movie that you have to watch at this time every year? Oh, Die Hard. Every uh, year have to do. Mm-hmm. Yes, that old uh, debate. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Right? We hear that every year. Oh, yeah. Like, it's just one of those that kind of called on at some point and I, I can't stop. You know, just have to do it. Uh, until he falls off that building, I'm, I'm not satisfied. <laughs> All right. All right. What else? What about the movie though? Like, um, resonates with you in terms of like Christmas time? Uh, well, I mean, it's got the Christmas and Hollis, uh, mm-hmm. when they're in the limo. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really, it's hard to say, like, I mean, I know it's snowing and me being from the South, we don't get the snow every year. So I don't know any movie that's got snow makes me happy, but it was just kind of a happy accident. We watched it one year. And became obsessed with it, and so it just kind of became one of those things we had to watch every year, I guess, because it was different. I guess we were probably tired of the child ones at that point. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Sometimes you got to go in the unconventional way. Your, your Gremlins or some other movies yeah. that others have talked about tonight. We, you know, somebody is talking about Batman Returns as a Christmas movie. Oh, cool! Yeah, yes, which you know you don't really think of, but you know. I mean, my kids, I took my kids to see a Fathom uh, release Die Hard last year for the, I guess it was the 30th anniversary, and I took them to see it in the theater, and it was friggin' awesome. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't know if I saw it in the theater the first time, because I think I might have been like 15 or 16 when it came out, so I don't know if I was uh, old enough to get in or whatever. I don't know if it was R or I can remember. But anyway. Yeah, it's R. All right, so yeah, I probably couldn't go at the time anyway um so let's talk about a little bit about some other things about this time of year in terms of you david uh what do you most look forward to this time of year i mean it's gonna sound generic but i mean but just time with family and friends there's just every year we a lot of us that don't see each other for the rest of the year we get together um between a couple nights and i don't know it's just a fun time i love gifts i love seeing people's reactions when they get gifts so just all of that um, together kind of just makes this morning, uh, part of the year special. All right. Are your family close by or is it somebody have to like, you know, make a trip in to see everybody? Um, uh, most of my family's not too far away, but still there, there's just some that we don't see in, <laughs> until Christmas, um, like some uh, cousins and stuff. Ah, okay. Well, and, and um, what's one tradition that you do, or at least you try to do every year? Well, this started when I was a child, but, um, I know I was talking about non-traditional Christmas movies, but like at some point we uh, just got to where we'd always watch Home Alone and then follow it with Die Hard. So it was kind of like one classic, well not classic, but one standard and then, you know, Die Hard. I don't know. It just kind of became kind of almost a running gag. Home Alone and Die Hard are actually kind of similar movies if you really break it down, which is kind of... Exactly, yeah. (laughs) Everybody check out uh, Sunday Groove with Mr. David Sunday here on the PlayStation Pop Feet. And once again, Mr. Davis Sunday, Merry Christmas to you and have a great new year. Merry Christmas as well. Toll as we drink eggnog The rhymes that you hear 
Mr. Jordan Duncan, one of the OGs from Main Event and various other shows, now co-hosting Press Body Pressure Luck, excuse me. Jordan, how are you, man? Happy holidays. Hey, happy holidays to you as well. Uh, I don't mind saying happy holidays. I don't consider it a war on Christmas, as some do. <laughs> <laughs> Getting political right off the bat yes. there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know what? Have Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, um, uh, whatever yeah, Kwanzaa, whatever, Happy Festivus. Just have a good day, you know, like, whatever day it is for you. Hope it's a good one. Yeah, the fact that you took a, took a second or a moment to say something nice, even if exactly. even if it wasn't exactly what I celebrate, thank you. Who would have thought I would be the voice of positivity on a podcast? <laughs> it's a positive. Christmas miracle, Andy. <laughs> it is. God bless us, everyone. <laughs> Speaking of Christmas, uh, that's why we're here tonight. Yes. And um, so, so Jordan, so what's what's a movie that you love to watch or you try to watch every year at this time? So, well, there's actually quite a few, mm-hmm. uh, but the one we're going to talk about tonight is um, it's not a children's movie. I don't I don't think, although it's animated, and it's The Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you consider this a children's movie? Uh, I wouldn't, it's not for little kids. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, I mean, know, kids like, can enjoy it, but I think it's one of those animated movies that adults may enjoy more than like, it's especially little kids, you yes, know? Yeah. Cause so, they, cause they might not exactly get what, what Tim Burton's trying to get. Yeah. It. And they might, it can be a little scary too. It can yeah. be. Uh, Oogie Boogie is, is, uh, you know, in the, in the, in the terms of animation, mainstream animation he's one of the more scarier villains i think yeah he's pretty creepy looking mm-hmm. so i know i just I happen to know a lot of adults who really like the nightmare before christmas so mm-hmm. um tim burton fans obviously and even the animation style it's not an actual cartoon it's the stop motion which gives it that you know the unique look so but yeah let's talk about it man okay <clears throat> I'm, I'm assuming you've seen it as well i have correct? seen it it's been a little while but i have seen it mm-hmm. um many times What's cool about it too is you could also watch it on Halloween. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> it's one of those. Is it a Halloween movie? Is it a Christmas movie? Right. I I, I tend to lean that it's a Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's it's more focused on learning about Christmas. Absolutely. Yeah. Very cool movie. Yes, it's <clears> very cool. Uh, when did you first see it? Did you? Uh, well, I'm trying to remember when it came out. I'm. Got, you know, it came out in '93. Okay. And I don't think I saw it in the theaters mm-hmm. because I was I was a freshman in high school then. And, you know, you hit that age where, like, animated is kind of like, eh, no, you know, yeah. I'm too cool for that. But I did see it on VHS, um, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, I, so I probably would have seen it probably in 94 uh, for the first time. So still in high school. I mean, so that's 25 years ago now. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I, I saw it uh, on VHS. I don't think that I saw it in the theaters. I'm 95% sure that I did yeah. not see it in theaters mm-hmm. uh, just based off how old I was. I was probably 14. Uh, but I did see it on VHS and I liked it right away. You know, um, I'm a sucker for Disney anyways. Um, I like the songs in it. I like the – we already said I like the look of it where it's – the stop motion is very cool. And Tim Burton stuff is a little hit or miss for me, but this one was a hit. You know, I'm yes. not a big Tim Burton guy. Uh, when when it's good, it's real good. When it's bad, I have no interest in it. So, uh, but this is one of his better uh, outputs, I think. Yes. Uh, Danny Elfman's score is really yep. good, really good in it. Uh, everybody liked that little dog. I'm trying to remember the name. Of Zero. It. Zero. Zero. Yeah, Zero. Zero. Is very cute. Um, you know, Sally. 
uh, and he got uh, lock, stock, and barrel. Oh yeah, those are uh, lock, uh, shock, and barrel. Lock, shock, barrel. Sorry, yeah. excuse me. Yes, yeah. There and uh, I'm trying. To, I'm looking at the IMDb right now. Let me give you a little trivia. If you're looking at IMDb, you'll know the answer. That I'm not looking all the way down. The I'll, voice I'll of Jack Skellington is maybe not like an A-list celebrity actor, but it was. A, I didn't know this guy voiced him for a long time. Do you know who it is? Well, I just saw it. I mean, I, I was like, <laughs> I was like, really. <laughs> yeah, when I first found that out too, I'm like, "Wow, that's Jack Skellington." It makes me want to go back and watch and like catch his voice. But it's Chris Sarandon, who, to me, when I think of Chris, I think of Fright Night. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you've ever seen that movie, between that, uh, that and definitely Princess definitely Bride. not a Christmas movie. Fright Night. <laughs> and I, also, I also think of Princess Bride too. When I think yes, of yeah, uh, Prince Humperdinck. Yes. So I think those are probably his two. Yeah, I guess Princess Bride would be his most notable role for me. Mm-hmm. Fright Night probably jumps yes. to mind. Hello, but, Charlie. <laughs> exactly, great movie. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's Jack Skellington, and I did not know that for the longest time. Uh, really surprised me. Well, so Todd, Todd blew our minds when uh, we were doing the sitcom tournament preview. These guys, you guys, uh, he told us who the original voice of Scrooge McDuck was, and it was uh, Alan, Alan Young from Mister Ed. Oh wow! Yeah, okay. I was like, wow, and I then I started, I think about it, I'm like, yes, that is him. Wow. <laughs> and so, then uh, another little crossover with. Um, with uh, Nightmare Before Christmas is uh, oh gosh, what's the, the doctor's name? The mad scientist, Doctor Finkel Finkelstein, I think is his name. Okay. You know, Sally's like mm-hmm. uh, yeah. maker. Uh, I'm ninety five. Like, second time, I'm ninety five percent sure. I believe he is voiced by uh, the guy from National Lampoon's Uncle Lewis from Christmas Vacation. William the Hick- blessing. Yeah, William Hickey. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> The well-known old guy from the eighties, basically, yeah. <laughs> like from one, cra- one crazy two, summer and all that stuff. Yeah, in two very classic Christmas movies as well. So mm-hmm. I would call this a classic. Yeah, Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, like we said, it's twenty six, twenty. I'm going on thirty years old, and yeah. it still gets. And, and if you look at the you know other cast members, you know you have see some Tim Burton stalwarts, you know Catherine sure. O'Hara, yeah. uh, um, Glenn Shaddix, who you may not know their name, but he's Otho. Yeah, uh, Beetlejuice and uh, yep. uh, Paul Rubens. Who is, who's Glenn Shaddix in, in Nightmare Before Christmas? The mayor. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, so so a very uh, very good choice. Uh, There's a very cool character where like when he gets angry, his face spins around. Yes. And, yeah, very cool character. Do, do your kids uh, like the movie? I, I don't think my my daughter just turned seven last week. She oh. has not seen it yet. Okay. Uh, I don't think that she would be scared by it, but she's just. Is princesses or nothing? So. Yeah, yeah, she's at that age <laughs> right now. Um, but my boys have seen it. Um, they both enjoy it. Uh, we're not really haven't really started watching any Christmas movies yet this season. Okay. I don't know that it's one they would pick out, but if it's on, they wouldn't object to it. Oh, yeah. So uh, I've fans, always... but not fanatics. You mm-hmm. know? <laughs> yeah, that's that's me too. Like if I'm going through the channels, I say, oh, I'm going to watch it for a little bit. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. I've always been interested. I haven't been out to California to Disneyland since I was like six or seven, but I would love to see the overlay they do at the Haunted Mansion mm-hmm. out there for for Christmas. They do a Haunted, yeah, they do a Nightmare Before Christmas. Love to see yeah. that in person. But yeah. uh, ex- excellent choice, uh, Jordan. So before I let you go, we got a couple of more uh, Christmas things I want I want to talk about. So, sure. uh, what do you look forward to the most about this time of year? Hmm. A couple things. Um, I think I just heard Siri chiming in. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I would say as a parent, um, and, and you're a parent too, so you probably know this, but just 
Christmas morning for your kids yes. is such a cool – I don't like them waking me up at like 5.30 and I have teenage boys so I thought like, oh, they've outgrown that. Nope. They still get up very, very, very early <laughs> and yeah. want to open their presents. Um, but just the joy, like it's, it's cool because I remember when I was a kid, all I cared about was getting presents for myself and now like I can't wait for my kids to open their gifts. Uh, I think that's probably my favorite thing. But I just like seeing um, – Family, you don't get to see a whole lot. You know, my family's kind of spread out across the place, and we don't uh, get to see each other a whole lot. And another one, a shout out to my uh, one of my best friends. His name's Eric. He's in the Marines, and uh, he lives down in Texas. And he only gets to come up once or twice a year, and uh, we get to spend basically a whole week with him every year. Him and his wife at Christmas time. And it's a just a really awesome thing. I just like the time off uh, with the kids and time off work. Just to be able to hang out with people, I think, is really what I like the most about it. Yeah, that was that was great. Uh, I mean, I yeah, I love the seeing the kids' faces, you know, when they yeah. and it's like, Dad, 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 come on, where's my pre- I got presents, I got presents, <laughs> kind of thing. And it's like it's, okay. it's interesting as they age, the stuff that really blows them away. Like I remember when my boys were very little, getting them lightsabers, mm-hmm. and that was you know the thing. And then last year they got. Yeezys, you know, Kanye West shoes. And it was the same response uh, (laughs) that they had when they were six, you know. Uh, Costs a little bit more to get a pair of Yeezys (laughs) than a lightsaber. I would not recommend going down that path. So, Oh, yeah, mine are are saving up for lightsabers, actually. uh, Oh, like... We're going to to, um, Orlando. We're we're actually going to Universal, but we're going to take a day to go over to Galaxy's Edge. So, awesome. And I already told them that uh, the lightsabers are two hundred dollars. Save your money now. <laughs> they, they got but it's cost August. Of everything, correct? Yeah. Like you can just customize it however you want. Yeah, you pick your Kyber crystal, and that determines your color and all that stuff. And very cool. yeah, so it's very cool. Looking forward to it. And uh, the last thing I want to ask you is, what is one tradition <laughs> that you tr- do, or you at least try to do every year around this time? So uh, growing up, my family had a very cool tradition, and we actually learned it from a lady who went to our church. Uh, her name was Kathy, and she started doing it. And uh, she had a, uh, one son, uh, his, his my friend Bronson, mm-hmm. and uh, they kind of roped me into it. And then my parents kind of liked the idea. Now, it's not like religious or anything, even though we met it from somebody at church. Uh, but we call it the 12 Days of Christmas, and it's a really cool thing. And I would encourage anyone listening, if you have the means to do this, it's really, really cool. And it's a really cool way to – Show people that you care. And the concept behind it is you think of someone that you know that's had a tough year. You know, maybe somebody who like lost a loved one or things like that. And you start 12 days before Christmas. So I think it would be December 14th. And each night – and it's really cool for younger people. Like uh, I'm old and fat now, Andy. I don't know. (laughs) We've never met in person, but I don't run anymore. So And so like we'll use our sons. And you get – the person a gift and it doesn't have to be expensive it actually shouldn't be expensive based off the 12 days so the first day of christmas is you know a partridge in a pear tree so maybe get them some pears or something oh, okay you know something like that but what's cool about it is you leave a note you leave it on the porch you knock and you run away <laughs> and so you do it anonymously it's like kind of like ding dong ditch but with a good <laughs> yeah, like outcome. a good outcome <laughs> yeah you're sneaking up and leaving them presents every night so the next night is uh to what's two? Oh, turtle doves. So yeah. like, and it's real simple. It's simple, cheap stuff. Like we would get like turtle candies, you know, or dove bar chocolates okay. and leave them for them. And just like leave a note that says like, we know you've had a hard year. So, uh, just want you to bring you some, some blessings, some joy this time of year, stuff like that. Oh. And what's cool about it is you do it anonymously. And as a kid and as my kids do it, 
the fear of getting caught is super fun mm-hmm. and like running for your life after you knock and run away is actually pretty cool. Well, Cause they start uh, to, uh, they start to catch on. That, yeah, they that, do. Cause <laughs> by like day five or six, they're like waiting at the door for that knock. You know, it's actually a pretty fun thing. Like yeah. uh, years ago, my wife and I uh, did it for a family, a, a family friend. Uh, he had lost his dad that year, I think. And so we actually planned it where we went over his house one night and had someone else drop off the gift. Cause he was onto us. He's like, I know it's you, Jordan. <laughs> and so like I was at his house when the door knocked I'm like who's that he gives me like a dirty look like you planned this <laughs> like, so it's a really cool thing we call it the 12 days of Christmas just like a simple like you, you never spend more than like $10 on each daily gift because you're buying 12 days worth yeah, of gifts it's a, it gets a little pricey after a little you while. know but it's really just about like thinking about people who maybe don't have as much reason to celebrate because people have hard years you know what I mean some people go through some things and uh, just the fun of it to get kids involved and stuff like that and they start thinking about what they can give for gifts because as kids, you know, we think about what we're getting rather than what we're given. Um, and so they start thinking about what they can get. And it's just a really, really cool concept. So awesome. uh, That's yeah, we're stuff. doing it again this year. My wife and I just talked about it a few days ago. We have a family friend in mind uh, that we're going to put our boys to work and have them do some running. So <laughs> That's great. And I hope I hope uh, somebody out there, uh, you know, hears this and they uh, they do it this year. Yeah. And they're paying it forward and. You know, it's great stuff. I, 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 um, you're doing a good thing when you do this kind of stuff, Jordan. Yeah. And there should be more people like that. It's awesome. Cool awesome. So, uh, I want to say thank you. Yeah, no problem. For getting together and, and, and being part of this, uh, holiday extravaganza. And I want to say to you and your family, very Merry Christmas. Happy New Year, Jordan. Thanks. You as well, Andy. Thank you. Come Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus, right down Santa Claus Lane. He doesn't care if you're rich or poor, he loves you just the same. Santa Claus knows we're all God's children, that makes everything right. So fill your hearts with Christmas cheer, cause Santa Claus comes tonight. Here comes Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus, right down Santa Claus Lane. John D'Amato, my old friend. How are you? Hey, Double A. What's going on? Uh, right. Merry, Christ- Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Uh, happy whatever. Uh... Whatever you celebrate, happy. <laughs> yes. yes. Awesome, awesome. So, yeah, we're here uh, getting together with all, or not all, but most of uh, Place Me Nation host, talent, personalities, whatever you call them, and Mr. D'Amato. Uh, I'm asking you a question. Um, what's give me a holiday movie that you always look forward to watching this time of year? Well, the obvious answer will be uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, which uh, I'm sure somebody else will be discussing, and uh, I- I'm sure a lot of people uh, were dying to discuss that one. But uh, it's no surprise that uh, one of my favorites, uh, whether top three, top five, whatever, or it might even depend on the mood, be my top one would be a Bad Santa. Starring the great Billy Bob Thornton, and has a special place in my heart because uh, it uh, John Ritter and Bernie Mac uh, are in it, and they're, they're no longer with us. Especially uh, th- this came out after uh, two months after John Ritter uh, passed, unfortunately, and uh, Bernie Mac a few years later. And uh, they had they had small roles in it, but uh, they're, they're, they're such pros uh, that they were great. What What about this movie? Uh, really, uh, that you love, like resonates with you. Well, I'm not a big uh, corny. I don't have uh, any kids, so I'm not a big corny, snap, uh, sappy, uh, you know, those Christmas happy uh, movies. So this is right up my alley with uh, 
with the Billy Bob Thornton uh, you know, b- bending somebody over in a Santa suit in the in the bathroom stall. That's uh, that that's more my kind of Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it. Uh, any any uh, favorite scenes besides that? Uh, yeah. the, my favorite scene is uh, John Ritter uh, did, uh, to tell talking to uh, John Ritter plays Bob Chapeska. He's like the mall manager, and, and he's telling. Uh, uh, Jin, the Bernie Mac character, who's, who's like the you know head of security, or whatever. How uh, how uh, Billy Bob uh, was uh, was doing somebody with his uh, fuck stick in the bathroom, and uh, just priceless. Like Ritter was all uh, prudish, uh, explaining how he couldn't have you know he had had to fire this guy as a Santa because he was uh, <laughs> he was railing somebody in the bathroom. <laughs> yes, John Ritter was always a great straight man. Wasn't he? Yeah. Yes. And uh, this was, yeah, this is not your conventional Christmas movie. Um, so give me, before we go, give me, a, like, what's like a holiday tradition you like to do every year? Uh, holiday tradition? Uh, believe it, I, I like to like catch a, a movie uh, about a, you know, a morning movie, like a, usually about 10, 11 in the o'clock in the morning it doesn't necessarily have to be a holiday movie like uh with my nephew when he was younger we we saw like the hateful eight uh django unchanged tarantino a couple of years uh he put out his movies on christmas and uh whatever the uh the big um uh, uh movie on uh, christmas it, it's a good time to go especially you know especially that first one and not too many, it's not too crowded and stuff so yeah people aren't sick of their families yet <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's about it. Because uh, when I when I was working, I I usually worked uh, Christmas uh, most of the time. So I, I let people have off who had uh, you know wives and kids and shit like that. It really didn't make a difference to me. I'd I'd see my folks for a couple hours, uh, you know, grab a grab a plate and uh, go to work. So it was it was no big deal. I'm not a big uh, Christmas guy. Everybody knows my motto: uh, every day's a holiday when you're JAD. So <laughs> that's I, right. I, I don't I don't get hyped up on uh, Christmas, Thanksgiving. I said not to be a downer. I know it's a Christmas show, but uh, but I do love the songs and uh, and a lot of the movies. As I mentioned, uh, Christmas Vacation is uh, I, I definitely wa- I watch that every uh, you know two three times. And uh, definitely this this is on a lot of Bad Santa. It's, it's usually on. Uh, Comedy Central or something where it's cut, but uh, I usually try to catch uh, the the uncut version uh, at least once or twice every Christmas. Yeah, I believe that's called Batter Santa, right? <laughs> yeah, and also, yeah, that was a not too uh, successful sequel uh, that uh, was just a money grab, and it turned out uh, it blew up in the face because it was a bomb. It didn't uh, really grab much money, but it was still pretty decent, but uh, not like the original. All right, all right. Uh, so, uh, what is there anything else you do? Like any traditions, like you know that maybe what's it like a tradition maybe you had growing up or something that you did around Christmas time that you. Uh, unfortunately, no. <laughs> <laughs> I got, I got, I got nothing. It's okay. You now, know. now, now, if it's a, uh, it, it depends on the weather. If it's over like thirty, forty degrees, I, I, I like to take a run on the beach. Uh, but believe it or not, that uh, if it's uh, if it's over uh, forty. There you go. It's a you know traditions don't have to be you know baking cookies or, or you know uh, you know snowball fights and stuff like that. It's whatever makes you happy, man. And and going to the beach in the winter time, getting that that nice breeze on that Long Island Sound. That sounds pretty cool to me. Uh, it's got to be over four. There's a limit to to that. So. Yeah, you, you you know polar bear Johnny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's 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 touch and go. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. 
Well, I want to say thank you for uh, for sitting down to chat for a few minutes about about some Christmas stuff, and I want to say to you, have a have a Merry Christmas, uh, Mr. D'Amato. I appreciate it, and uh, everybody out there, just be careful where you uh, put your fuck stick. <laughs> awesome, awesome. All right, Johnny. Uh, have a good one. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas to all. Dashing through the snow. We are dashing. In one horse open sleigh. One all the fields we go. Todd Weber, the manager. How are you, my friend? Well, as far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. But that's not how I am. I'm, I'm, I'm great. Awesome. I'm, uh, I'm. Would you say I'm funny? <laughs> well, you know, you are funny. You're funny. You're a funny guy. No, say it again so I can understand you. you no, think no, I'm funny. You're just, you're just funny, Todd. I'm just fucking with you, Eddie. How are you? Good, good. Happy holidays to you. Yes, and Merry Christmas, and Happy Hanukkah, and a joyous Kwanzaa, and uh, Blessed Festivus as well. Awesome, awesome. Covered all the bases here. So, um, Todd, much like everybody else tonight, uh, we're talking about holiday movies. And, and Todd, what's a, what's a holiday movie that you go to every year? Every single year on Christmas Eve night sometimes, or Christmas Day night. Uh, for the last 15, 20 years, as far back as I can remember, I've watched Goodfellas because it's the pinnacle of uh, American or anyone is filmmaking. It's the best movie ever ever acted, produced, released. It's the greatest. So I, I watch it every year uh, at Christmas and let that kind of dictate my mood for the holiday season. Oh, okay. So – so not a traditional uh, no, movie. No, not all, whatsoever. It, it does parts of it does take place at Christmas, so we, we're yes. allow, we're allowing it in tonight's uh, joyous occasion. However, uh, I have a question though. When did this really start? I think it started when I um, first had a, a child, or my wife and I welcomed our son, and we got into the tradition of late night, night before Christmas, uh, wrapping presents. And mm-hmm. I said, "Well, let's put on Goodfellas. I don't need to." watch all that closely because i've seen it a million times but it's always just does does something for my mood that uh really really keeps me going you know it, it's kind of one of those things like, all right i'll get through it if i can watch goodfellas wrapping <laughs> presents especially with two now um well two for the last 10 years is is a lot of work at times especially because i procrastinate and i'm always so busy with concerts and music stuff throughout the christmas season so Christmas Eve might be my first real break, and uh, even I'm doing midnight masses and, and Christmas stuff, I'm up all night Christmas Eve, usually trying to get Santa to get his stuff together. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I've, I've got two myself. I, I've many times uh, putting together uh, play kitchens or dollhouses or what have you, or trying to, mm-hmm. like, you know, uh, you, you ever do the trick where you, uh, if you give them a video game, you kind of, like, take it out the wrapping you install it and then you put it back and wrap it like that have you ever tried that one no yes. no i haven't that I blows their that. mind we give, give video games almost every year so. yeah they're like whoa it's already installed i could start right now <laughs> something fun just to mess up it works that's when that's they're cool. younger <laughs> awesome awesome so 
we already talked about one tradition. What's what's another tradition now that you, your family, that you look forward to doing every year around this time? Uh, my father is a professional pianist, and we get together and sing Christmas carols when my dad's side does their presents. And usually that's Christmas Day traditionally, but with um, family splintering and everybody's got in-laws – uh, whenever we get together at my dad's, we'll we'll get together and he'll play and I'll either have my guitar or my ukulele and we'll we'll uh, do Christmas carols, Christmas songs together, and it's a good time if uh, Dad and I haven't had too much red wine between us. <laughs> what's your, what's and, your and even then, if we've had enough, it's it's even better. Oh right? yeah, mm-hmm. if had too much, it's uh, it's kind of becomes a train wreck, and we just keep doing uh, jingle bells over it's and not, over. You know, sound like the crazy drunk lady singing twelve. Uh... Yes. Twelve days of Christmas. That is hysterical. Uh, Google YouTube that. I highly suggest it. What's your What's your though? What's your go to uh, carol? What's your What's your one that like? You know, the whole family sitting around and they all like Todd. Take it. Take it. Uh, okay, so I tend to do you know the guitar based ones. So what child is this? Because it's green sleeves. I can do more finger style guitar kind of stuff. So I always do I always do that one. Um, but we. As a family, do stuff that you wouldn't necessarily expect because uh, there's a lot of musicians in the family. So we'll do like "Mary, Did You Know" and wow. and some some of the things you wouldn't necessarily, you know, not deck the halls all over and over and over, <laughs> like like some. But yeah, we 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 get together and it's a good time. And the the singing uh, is something I remember and look forward to every year. My kids don't care for it that much, you know. They they just kind of put up with it or or watch. But it's it's more for my brothers and our wives and uh, my parents. I think they'll appreciate it when they're older, though. You know, I think they'll start, hopefully. You know, that's that's kind of what happens, you know, where you don't appreciate a tradition when you're young. And then once you get older, you're like, I, I want that tradition. Like, why aren't we doing this now? I got to carry it on. So, yeah. um, so okay, we talked about the carols and also that's one thing to look forward to. What's, a, what's um, the one thing, though, that you really look forward to about this time of year? Uh, this is usually my longest break of the year from <laughs> teaching, teaching, I, I teach private music lessons. So I almost always get a full two week break. And my wife's a teacher too, a school teacher. And so she's on a break. I get to see the kids all day instead of just in the morning when I drop them off for school. And then usually I come home and they're, they're close to bed. So during, during the two weeks, we do a lot of catching up with our shows and with our household projects and things. So I look forward to that to just the time off. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's great. Is it's, it's with the exception of our our uh, annual Chris or our summertime trip, you know, last year we went to Hawaii. This next year we're going to be going to Disney World. This is it for us for for real uh, substantial time together where I'm off work and my wife's off work. That's awesome, awesome. Well, thank you for sharing all these uh, these great things that uh, you and your family do every year. Um, don't forget, Todd is the manager. He runs the uh, Puffy, which you're listening to this on. He does a tremendous job, puts up with all of us hosts all the time, and 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 and, and does uh, makes us look good. Does all the uh, hard work. And don't forget, to check out Todd on DC for You, Marvel Age Masterclass, and and various and sundry other shows that pop up here and there. All right, cool. Thanks, Andy. Todd. Go home and get your shine box. I, <laughs> I will. And Merry Christmas to you too. All Merry right. Christmas. All right, uh, Nation, stick around. Uh, after a, a quick break, uh, we'll be back with more members of Place to Be Nation, our whole family here, giving you more Christmas memories, treats, traditions, etc. So stick around. We'll be right back.
promotional consideration paid for by the following. Place to be nations, JT Rosero and Chad Campbell here. We want to let you know that we have over two dozen podcasts available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and PlaceFeedNation.com. We now offer them to you on two great feeds. On the PlaceFeedNation wrestling feed, we dive into topics running the gamut from today's WWE to the glory days of yesteryear and the ins and outs of the territory days. In addition to our full-length shows, we also deliver to you special pod blasts on topics old and new. The Place to be Nation pop feed is a veritable treasure trove of great content. Offer tremendous shows covering the land of movies, television, life, comics, and sports. Brought to you by the most knowledgeable and insightful folks in the podcast world. You can find all these current shows, plus archives of our previous podcasts from over the past eight years as well, by subscribing to our feeds on iTunes. And while there, be sure to rate and leave feedback as well. All of these shows, plus others available at PlaceMation.com, where we cover pro wrestling, sports, movies, comics, plus in-depth stretch projects and more. Be sure to support our site by using www.placebination.com forward slash Amazon while doing your online shopping. And be sure to join us at our forum at Bigelow34.proboards.com for all sorts of wrestling, sports, and pop culture discussion each and every day where you can make your voice heard. We also want to thank our friends at Boneheads Wing Bar, ProWrestlingOnly.com, and TheHistoryOfWrestling.com. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr as well. PlaceBation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. Nation, welcome back to the holiday extravaganza on the Place Nation. Pop. Hope you guys are all enjoying it. I know I'm having a great time talking to uh, all the other hosts here at Place Nation on the wrestling and pop feeds. But right now, I'm talking to somebody from another feed, although she still has a presence on both of our feeds. Uh, Miss Jennifer Smith of the Jenny Position. Jenny, Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas, Double A. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I'm glad you're here uh, leading off the second half of the show, and um, we're going to talk Christmas movies like we've been doing all night, and mm-hmm. what's, a, what's a movie you love to watch this time of year? Well, a movie that I love to watch is Love, actually. Oh, good pick. It's, yeah, it, I think it's um, unconventional mm-hmm. when it comes to like a holiday type movie because, I mean... Let's face it. There's porn stars in it, and <laughs> yeah, it's the well, porn, right? yeah, stand-ins, uh, which I think is just clever and adorable, and the way that the that couple in particular meets and falls in love is just very like wholesome in this very weird environment. <laughs> um, and then I'm a sucker for the stories where all of the characters. Um, storylines sort of intersect 
at different points. And that's what happens all throughout the movie. It's some of them, you know, know each other. Some of them don't and interact. And um, it's, it's like this perfect, weird little romance tangle <laughs> of, yes. of Christmas lights. You mm-hmm. know, it's just, um, but it's beautifully done. And it's just like sappy enough um, not too, not overly sappy. And there's a lot of sex in it. Like, I mean, it's pretty sexy type movie, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there's a really hot makeout scene, um, with one of the characters. And then she has a special needs brother and he keeps calling her during like this makeout <laughs> session with this guy that she's been a gorgeous guy who she's been crushing on for months and months. Um, and it's so hot and so sad, you know, it just, um, so many, uh, and then there's another, the Colin Firth story where he falls for the, the lady who's comes to his vacation house and, you know, it's like the housekeeper and whatever. And, um, there's language barriers. She can't understand him and he can't understand her. And then they learn each other's languages, um, because they fell for each other. So, um, just, you know. Hugh Grant's dance scene. <laughs> yeah, jump, jump for my love. It's iconic. Um, and him falling in love with um, one of the office workers who I think is just adorable. Like mm-hmm. she is, she's just gorgeous and lovely. Um, everybody is in that movie. So yeah. um, it's, it's a perfect mixture to me of, of comedy and romance and holiday spirit and sadness. Um, I mean, cause there's some fucked up shit that yeah. also happens. In that movie, it kind of so. checks all the boxes though, in terms of, it like kind of does. It really story. does a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it's one of my favorites for sure. Yeah. yeah. And also a pre walking dead, Andrew Lincoln in it. Yes. Uh, Keira yes. Knightley, and, yep. uh, she would tell elder four. I hope I didn't, yeah, that from uh, you know uh, well, he was in Doctor Strange, so yeah, it's a, a great pick and it's a fun movie that a lot of people like to go to every year, and it's one of those things you see on all the time. So, um, what is a uh, what do you look forward to most about this time of year, Jenny? Well, um, I will say in this particular year. I'm looking forward to carbs the most. <laughs> so I've been on the diet, although I did break it for um, Thanksgiving and uh, I regretted that a little bit, but I, I'm not going to go crazy wild, but I do want to have some holiday treats like, you know, cookies, Christmas cookies and uh, things like that. So Right now, uh, my answer is food <laughs> I think, and all of the carbs. I think Christmas is a little bit probably easier to go navigate in terms of, uh, I guess, the, a particular diet you may be on, you know, because, you know, a lot of people like to eat seafood mm-hmm. uh, and fish on Christmas Eve. And that's, you right. know, that's, that's healthy, you know, <laughs> as long as you don't, you know, put a lot of crap on it. But, I mean, you can, you know. That's a good uh, good uh, f- uh, food to have if you're if you're watching your weight and then, yeah, I mean you know you're allowed to indulge and then you know work yeah off. yeah I'm gonna um, I think we've decided on Chinese food this year so, so you're gonna um, pretend you're Jewish <laughs> <laughs> and Christmas that's <Yes>. smart 
Um, but you know, there's some workarounds that I can do to, to make it a little bit more friendly to me, but, um, I will indulge a little bit. So, um, but really, you know, family, having family here, we're going to have my mom and my in-laws. So that'll be fun. And my, my son will love that. So, you know, just togetherness, a little bit of, um, reflection at the end of the year. There you go. That's all good. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, all right, before I let you go, though, uh, what's one tradition that you do, or at least you try to do every year at this time? Okay, this one is a little bit silly, <laughs> but um, it's cute in its own way. So my husband's grandfather, um, <laughs> you can't, like, you can't get them anything for Christmas. Like, they they have everything that they would ever want. And, you know, we tried to get them stuff, um, like, and in the past, like, you know, gift cards to like restaurants and little trinkets or like, um, framed photos or, you know, something, something for them to have on Christmas. And years and years ago, one of the first Christmases that we spent together, um, he told me that he loves chocolate covered cherries. So every year I get one of those little boxes of chocolate covered cherries for like $2 at Walmart and I wrap it up and I put a little bow in it. And every year he pretends to be surprised to find chocolate covered cherries <laughs> from me. So, um, that is one of the little, I mean, it's silly, but it is one of those little things that I always look forward to giving him every year. That's great. It's like, you know, it doesn't matter if it's silly to, you know, you think it's important, you know, he, and he, you know, probably looks forward to it every year. He's like, you know, I get my, one, I get my chocolate covered cherries Two, Yeah. You know, sure. I get to see the look on Jenny's face <laughs> when I open it. Cause you know, I have that, that look of like, probably like a kid. Like, yeah. Oh my God. I got, you know, wrestling figures or I got a, you know, easy bake oven or whatever, you know, it's like the best gift ever. And it's chocolate covered cherries. He, gets he, he always, he always sells it for me. And yes, he does. He, he does makes the job. It. Yeah, he does. <laughs> does the job for me. That's great. Well, thank you for sharing. I thought that's a great story. No problem. So, uh, Jenny, although I want to say Merry Christmas to you and Happy New Year. Merry Christmas to you. Where the treetops Glenn and Scott of the Glenn Butler Podcast Hour Spectacular, otherwise known as the Brothers of Discussion. How are you guys tonight? Uh, doing great. Glad to be here. Yeah, good. Great, great. Uh, thank you for uh, joining us for our big holiday extravaganza here on PTBN Pup. Uh, so we're all talking about our favorite movies and specials that we like to watch this time of year. And what's what's a, a special you guys like to uh, to watch every year at this time? Well, one of the ones that I usually look forward to is the uh, Rankin-Bass Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Um, because one of the things that's important to me about the holiday season is doing it with as little Jesus as possible. <laughs> And so with with the Christmas content that, you know, we grew up on because it was on when we were kids, 
Rudolph is one that I think really stands apart in a way that you can read as secular, which it really isn't, but I need that for my own brain space. <laughs> okay. Uh, Scott, what about you? you uh, how, how are you with Rudolph? It, it, the thing about Rudolph to me is that it it's not necessarily the only one, but what it does, the way it does stand apart is that it has a good moral story that's not so much married to the Christmas season or the Christmas story. It's just a good moral story on its own, and it happens to be about these Christmas characters. So that that always sort of stood out to me. That's great. Uh, is this now? You guys have been watching them since you were a kid, probably, right? This uh, the special. Absolutely, definitely. Okay. Uh, do you do you now? How are you on the rest of the? I guess the Rudolph. Uh, Rankin Bass catalog or franchise. I've seen coverage of it. I've heard about it. I don't know that I've ever watched any of the others, or at least maybe I saw it once when I was five. But I have very little memory of the rest of it. Yeah, Rudolph is the one that I remember being on TV every year. I don't have much memory of the rest. Yeah, they usually show them on Freeform uh, every year. Like some of the lesser ones, like. Rudolph Shiny New Year and, and uh the other one is there's the the Santa Claus one Santa Claus is coming to town, that's the one with Fred Astaire, I believe. Does the voice of uh Santa Claus no, it's Mickey Rooney. Does it. Fred Astaire is the narrator of that Was one. there was there a whole series of like is this the equivalent of the Disney direct to video sequels? Like there <laughs> is there a Rudolph two and a half? No, 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 no. no. Like told from like uh Dasher's perspective. Yeah. <laughs> There's like after this one Rudolph became such a huge hit. There's like a whole Rankin Bass mm-hmm. Christmas holiday cinematic universe. Yes, yes, so to speak. <laughs> um, now, do you guys uh, back to the original uh, Rudolph? Do you guys have a favorite character, a favorite part of the, the story of uh, Rudolph? Oh man, Yukon Cornelius yes. is the best character <laughs> in Christmas literature. <laughs> Yes, exactly. There, There is a 30-second bit where he pulls his own dog sled, breaks off his own iceberg, starts paddling it with his pick, and then checks the ice pick for gold. <laughs> On the thing that he just broke off. He, he, is, he is everything. He is the best. <laughs> Scott, what about you? I wish I could give you a different answer. <laughs> no, but I mean, Herbie's Herbie fun, but... There's nothing as entertaining in this show as Yukon Cornelius. Yeah, especially when he fights the Bumble, the Bumble's bounce and all that stuff. The second most entertaining thing is everyone else reacting to Yukon Cornelius. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he, yes, he is probably, hands down, probably out of all the Christmas specials, is probably my favorite character. He is just... It's, I don't know. There's just something about him that's just so much fun. He's like he's like the Monterey Jack. Like if you guys were Rescue Ranger fans uh, growing up, he's, he reminds me a lot of that character. Like he's that, just so unapologetically enthusiastic about everything he does. <laughs> so he's looking for he, gold and snow. <laughs> he has that sort of like boisterous, festive spirit that in this special Santa doesn't. Yes, Santa is skinny. That's true. <laughs> Santa is skinny 
and kind of bigoted, but then everyone is in this thing. <laughs> also... Well, that's that's something watching it from a 2019 perspective. Yes. Like, you wouldn't really put that kind of bullying into a show these days without that character being the explicit villain of the piece. <laughs> Yes. Uh, also, uh, some of the uh, misfit toys are fun too, like the Charlie in a box, uh, and also the uh, what was it the the pistol that shoots like grape jelly, and the the cowboy that rides a, a, a rooster or something like that. So. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw the pistol that shoots grape jelly at a uh, uh, um, at a flea market once. <laughs> was he? Was yeah, he... that one seemed like it would be great fun. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're allergic to grapes, I guess probably not. But, you know, who knows? <laughs> awesome stuff. So um, before I let you guys go, I just want to ask you a couple more questions. Uh, what's what, what, what do you look forward to most about this time of year? One of the, one of the things that I look forward to is the quiet. Huh. When, you know, it gets cold and it's snowing and it's, it's just still and peaceful. And uh, now, now that I'm an adult and in the working life, it's a lot quieter around the office when everyone else is taking their vacations. <laughs> yes, exactly. to, to do holiday things or family things, and I take my vacations in October so that I can be around when no one else is there. <laughs> hey, you know what? It's everybody's one person's time of year for one thing is another person's. You know, I, I do like it too. Sometimes, you know, for what I do, it does get you know, a little busy with end of the year programming, but it's also nice that, you know, there's traffic is a lot less and you come in and, you know, it's like, Oh, it's snowing. Let's get pizza for everybody for lunch. And Oh, let's, uh, let's just relax and, you know, dress code and all that stuff. So I, I get what you're saying, Glenn, trust me. I, I hear you. <laughs> and, and, and then like the four people who are actually in the office during the week between Christmas and new year's, everyone's bringing in the like pumpkin bread, that their families made and <laughs> everyone's got too many baked goods. So we're all sharing. Yes. <laughs> Scott, uh, what, what do you look forward to? The thing for me that's always nice is sort of the whole, all the Christmas media, mm -hmm. like, like the Rudolph show, like, you know, watching a Christmas Carol and especially the like Christmas music. I really enjoy that. It, they're not necessarily great songs, but all of the classic Christmas carols just have such a punch of nostalgia because I've been hearing them for my whole life. So it's always nice this when this time of year comes around and you can listen to all that stuff. It's on the radio. It's on streaming. It's it's just very comforting to listen to. Yes. Yeah, it's it's always um, just such in the mood. And people hopefully yeah. are a little nicer to each other. Uh, uh, how are you, though, with the when do you start your Christmas music? listening usually after thanksgiving yeah. that that sort of feels right yeah although although this year i did look it up early partly just to see what was available mm -hmm. but because i think it was what was it like two weeks before thanksgiving yes and we had just seen too many christmas ads during the football game <laughs> and so i'm like i wonder if the christmas streams are up yet so i just looked it up and it was up, and then Glenn got angry at me for looking up a Christmas stream that early, so I just started playing it. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, I forewarned my kids that Thanksgiving night, that's when Christmas music goes on in the car. So it's either Christmas music or podcast, usually, for the next uh, you know month. 
<laughs> Especially podcasts like the Glenn Butler Hour podcast, po- podcast hour spectacular. So cheap plug right there. Also, uh, what's the uh, one last thing is what is one tradition that you do or you try to do every year at this time? Well, we're Jewish, so, you know, Christmas dinner at the Chinese restaurant is sort of a cliche, but it is always fun. Do do, do you also do a movie? Not always on Christmas. Okay. I heard that's a great day to go to the movies, actually, though. (laughs) Sometimes. I mean, it depends on what's in theaters and what you want to see. These days, usually, if there's something I really want to see, I just sort of go when it opens. Mm -hmm. But when I was younger, when we were going with our parents, we used to do that a lot out on christmas day oh wow cool i I, th- I think eventually we kept finding that unless we went to one of the early showings then everyone was still crowding the theater later on in the afternoon yeah when they kind of get sick of their families <laughs> yeah, basically <laughs> like i well, need to get away from you people at one point it's like you know you go to the movie on christmas day it's it's calmer it's not as crowded and then everyone learns go to the movie on christmas day it's not <laughs> as crowded and then it's just as crowded again Yes, that's true. Well, uh, so I guess I guess it's more apt to say Happy Hanukkah to the uh, Butler <laughs> brothers. Uh, so anyway, I just want to say thank you guys though for taking time out and joining me for our our big extravaganza. Thanks for having us. Yeah, it was great to be here. Awesome, awesome. And don't forget, we said it before, but don't forget check out Glenn and Scott on the Glenn Butler podcast our, our podcast spectacular it's it, all those words are in there in the right order somewhere <laughs> just check it out it's a great show uh you guys have great takes and it's, it's very entertaining and if you want to know about music scores these are your guys and i and i said it with all sincerity you guys are, are very educational and it's it's quite an enjoyable listen so i want to say to you guys though uh happy hanukkah merry christmas happy new year and happy holidays Thank you very much. Same to you. Thanks. All of the other reindeer used to laugh and call him names. They never let poor Rudolph join in any reindeer game. Russell Sellers. Are you kind of surprised that uh, I invited you to be on the show? Andy, if I woke up tomorrow morning with my head sewn to the carpet, I wouldn't be as surprised as I am right now. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Russell Sellers, uh, DC for you, uh, Marvel Age, 90 to nothing. How are you, my friend? Happy holidays. Happy holidays to you. It's great to be here at Christmas time. You know, I'm, I'm always happy to to explore the holidays and get in some of our favorite uh, movies to, to celebrate that Yuletide season. And uh, what's what's a particular movie your go-to this time of year? Oh, I think I gave it away already, but it's got to be National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Awesome, awesome. And what about that movie uh, that you love so much? You know, there are a million things that you can list off about this movie, how quotable it is, as I demonstrated already, how uh, just the performance from Chevy Chase, it's a it's a comedy classic for a reason. The guy's an icon, and, and he gives one of his all-time greatest performances in that movie. But it's uh, – I think what it is about the movie is that it's so relatable. 
anybody who's ever had their entire family together or at least, you know, their in-laws, their kids and, you know, their idiot cousin show up unexpectedly uh, for, for the holidays just to crash at your place knows a thing or two about just the – uh, the hilarity and the hellscape that you will be navigating through, and uh, I think this movie illustrates it so perfectly that you know it just it feels like home is uh, the best way I can describe it. It's like a warm sweater kind of thing, yeah. <laughs> a nice uh, cup of eggnog or whatever your particular uh, drink of choice around holiday time is. Um, when was the first time you saw it? Uh, I first saw this whenever I was a kid when I was too young to really appreciate all the jokes, of course, because <laughs> uh, there, there's a lot of adult humor in this movie that will go right over the head of the kids. But, of course, I uh, I loved a lot of the stuff in the third act, uh, in particular, uh, one poor kitty cat's encounter with uh, tree lights and uh, being electrocuted and sent through the floor in a very cartoonish and comedic way. <laughs> Yes, it's a, a very funny movie and one that uh, you know everybody should check out this time of year. Um, before I let you go, though, uh, we're going to get into a little of uh, some of your favorite other things this time of year. What is like one thing you look forward to this time of year about the holidays? Well, I of course, like most people, I enjoy spending time uh, with my family that I don't uh, that I don't see quite as often as I used to, and uh, you know I'm starting some uh, some new traditions now with. Uh, with my uh, my girlfriend, who's uh, you know taking me home for the holidays this time, so it's going to be uh, a little bit different for me getting to spend time with her family, and uh, you know hopefully we'll we'll get into uh, to some of their traditions, kind of learn how uh, that side of the family does things, and you know just get to enjoy spending time with people. I think that's really the most important thing about uh, about the holidays for me is being able to spend time with the people that matter, yes. and. Uh, I think that a and that in particular a movie like National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation shows you that uh, even when those people drive you absolutely insane, sometimes uh, they're still your people, and you still want to be there with them during this time. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Uh, all right. So, and then, what is one tradition that you do or try to do at least every year? Uh, I got a list of movies that I like to just sit down and watch. Uh, it's a it's kind of a short list, but uh, Christmas Vacation is of course on there. It's not Christmas unless we've watched it. Uh, it's not Christmas uh, really until I see Hans Gruber fall from Nakatomi Tower. <laughs> yes, uh, that's awesome. that that's really a, a high one up there. But uh, I've also got to watch you know movies like uh, Scrooged uh, as another uh, big favorite of mine. As is. Uh, Gremlins. Uh, so I have kind of a somewhat unconventional uh, Christmas list, I guess. Uh, and you know, when it comes to like the the traditional ones, like I'm I'm not big on Miracle on 34th Street. And while I do like It's a Wonderful Life, it's not like the one that I must watch uh, in order for it to feel like Christmas. Uh, I, I'm more into the like the offbeat. Uh, Christmas movies, uh, with the exception of uh, a couple, like It's a Wonderful Life is one, and uh, Love Actually would be another. Uh, those are those are two like what I consider to be pretty like traditional Christmas movies that uh, get into the, I guess the uh, mushier side of things, you know. Uh, but that's 
it's all fine. You know, just uh, just give me a little bad Santa and some uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, and I'm all good. Awesome. It sounds like a fun uh, film festival at your home every time of yeah. year. So, cool, cool, very cool. Well, I wish you luck with your uh, holiday visit to your girlfriend's family. Is this the first holiday visit you're spending with them? It is. Uh, last year, she came home with me uh, uh, for my family's Christmas, so now the the tables have turned a bit. Uh, so we'll be getting to spend some time with uh, with her family, which I've done a little bit uh, up to now. Uh, that's been fun, and I, I'm actually really looking forward to it. Uh, we've already got tickets to see uh, the new Star Wars movie on Christmas Day, so <laughs> yes. uh, uh, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to being able to do that. That's very cool. Awesome, awesome. Well, Russell Sellers, Merry Christmas to you, my friend. And a Merry Christmas to you, Andy. All right. Thanks for joining uh, me here tonight, and I wish you all the best in the new year. Same to you. Godfather, Nate Milton. Nate, you got you got time to talk about a movie tonight? Um, hold up one second, Andy Atherton. Let me let me check my Palm Pilot. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Apparently, I don't have shit to do. So yes, we can talk, brother. <laughs> All right, that's good. <laughs> All How right. you doing, man? I'm doing great. Happy holidays to you, my friend. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Happy Happy Hanukkah. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Festivus, of course, for the rest of us. Oh, uh, most wonderful time of the year, my brother. Yeah, it is. Um, so uh, hopefully people out there know what movie you're going to talk about, but if they don't, uh, what's a movie that you love to watch this time of year? I mean, there's so many great choices, right? And I'm sure you've talked to a bunch of people and they've given you their favorite selections, but like, even just like the TV stuff, like the Rankin and Bass or oh, the Charlie Brown or, heart. or the Grinch. Uh, I think there was one little known special that always stuck with me for some reason. I think it was like the night. They saved Christmas with like the mouse mm-hmm. and the uh, they were they like fixed the clock. So, so I, I don't I don't remember the plot, Andy, <laughs> but uh, it was something about a mouse and even a miracle needs a hand. So I remember uh, all this all these shows growing up. But I think my favorite holiday movie has to be Friday After Next from 2002 because I love the Friday series of movies starring Ice Cube and and Mike Epps and the late great John Witherspoon. Uh, R.I.P. But uh, Friday After Next was the third installment in the series, Andy, and they took it, you know, from the original Friday. They they were in Compton, and then in the second Friday, uh, they went out to Rancho Cucamonga to check out Uncle Elroy and how the other half lived. And then in Friday After Next, they came back to the hood to spend uh, the Christmas season uh, in in the hood, and and we got just a, a great cast of characters, and it, it never fails to make me laugh like i know intellectually andy it's probably not the greatest movie <laughs> in the world but it, it's it's something that just fills my heart with joy and that's what this season is all about mm-hmm. sometimes you know silly or ridiculous or or just a, even not a great movie but if it's something that tugs at your heartstrings or or, or reminds you of something or 
if you turn first time you watched it was at like a special time of your life and you always go back to it because it reminds you of that there's nothing wrong with that you know we've had all kinds of out there christmas movies we've had you know goodfellas we've had you know uh die hard gremlins you know, mm. you know just because it doesn't say christmas on the packaging doesn't make it a christmas not a christmas movie you know what i'm saying and, and, and i think one of the biggest things like you just said there and is that movies should be about how they make somebody feel how they make mm-hmm. the viewer feel and if they can make you laugh if they can you know tug at the heartstrings, as you said, if they can stir something up in you, then, then they've done their job. And Friday After Next has maybe my favorite scene of any movie in the history of movies. And this, look, this, this includes like Citizen Kane or <laughs> Avengers Endgame or Black Panther or, or Major League, like movies that I love that are way better than Friday After Next. Friday After Next has maybe my favorite scene in the history of movies. Okay. So... The basic premise is you've got Ice Cube and Mike Epps. you got Craig and Day-Day, and they moved into an apartment together, and they get robbed uh, right before Christmas. And the whole movie, they're trying to figure out who's robbing the neighborhood, who's stealing Christmas presents, who's stealing rent money from all the people. We need to find this bad Santa. We need to stop him. And they find him, and it turns out it's comedian Ricky Smiley. <laughs> and so they spend like the last third of the movie chasing him through the hood. And every, you know, he, Ricky Smiley is quick and he's, he's able to elude them. And so finally they think they've caught him, but Ricky is able to kind of juke him and he gets away. And as he's running, he starts, you know, celebrating, taking a victory lap. He's like, I'm too fast, baby. Can't catch me. And then he starts to do the primetime Deion Sanders dance. And he's like, primetime, baby. I'm primetime. And the next thing you know, a pink Cadillac comes around the corner. And hits him, and <laughs> and he like flies in the air, and all the presents go everywhere. And like this is a, a cheap, stupid gag, but the combination of of Ricky Smiley doing the primetime Deion Sanders dance and the physicality of the car hitting him, it gets me every single time. <laughs> Sounds like it's great. Uh, yeah, I, I actually have never seen that one. I but yeah, I think you may have added something to my holiday viewing this year. It's, it's great, man. I, like, know, I love the first one, and I've seen the yeah. second one a couple of times, but, oh, that first one. Oof. So the, the third one, is, it's kind of like, you know, the the first one we we kind of focused on Craig and, and his dad, uh, mm-hmm. John Witherspoon's character. Yeah. And in the second one, we got Craig and Day-Day, and we're introduced to Uncle Elroy. In the third one, they're like, let's bring everybody back, everybody except for, uh, you know, Smokey. Smokey. Who... <laughs> <laughs> got a little too big. I was say they keep saying that he's coming back, but I- I'll believe it when I see it uh, for the for the fourth Friday. But uh, so you got uh, Uncle Elroy and Pops, and they run a barbecue shop, a barbecue joint, and they're like they they shoot these crappy local commercials, and the catch line, the tagline is uh, "This barbecue tastes so good, make you want to smack your mama." And they're like, "Mama, come over here!" And then they slap this poor woman in the face. Like, I told you it was good. I'm like you know what this this. You know, just seeing John Witherspoon just do his thing, and then you know, Cat Williams, like I said, is in the movie. Terry oh. Crews is in the movie, so it's it's again not not a classic piece of uh, cinematography here, but it, it's a fun holiday movie. Awesome, awesome, great. Also, uh, so before I let you go though, uh, I want to know what what do you look most forward to this time of year, Nate? I think the older I get, the more it becomes less about kind of material things the less it becomes about 
you know, partying, the less it becomes about the the trappings of Christmas that, that you know, we can all get kind of hung up on. Uh, and the more it just becomes about spending time with, with family and friends. And especially, you know, now that my nieces are growing up and getting to kind of hang out with them during their Christmas break, uh, that that to me is is uh the, the best part of the holiday season, along with eating too much and <laughs> sitting on the couch and watching football. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's right. Yes. Oh, God. Two things, uh, you know, uh, eating too much. It's great during, but afterwards, oh, it's just like, oh, uh, <laughs> you just sit back, just the, the pants come open, just. Just give me some football. I don't care who's playing. Exactly. <laughs> what's, what's this, Cleveland versus Detroit? Sure, I'll watch it. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. And, um, and what's one tradition that you have to do, you must do every Christmas holiday season? This is funny because I think when I was a kid, I, I'm not going to go as far as to say I hated it, Andy, but mm-hmm. it wasn't like something I looked forward to. Uh, but the older I get, it, it – you know, brings up nostalgia, and it's also something that I like seeing my nieces get involved with, and that's uh like the Jesse tree. Because for anybody that listened to the Talking Pop episode I did, where uh, Jenny and Tim uh, needed me to pop the ratings for them, uh, <laughs> I know there was definitely a spike going on over there on the Jenny position. <laughs> yeah, shout out to the Jenny position. Uh, it's you know anybody that listened to that episode knows that uh, both of my parents are very heavily involved in ministry. My father is a retired Navy chaplain, mm-hmm. and my mother is a current uh, Lutheran minister. And so, one of the things that we always did when we when I was a kid is this thing called the Jesse Tree Devotions, and it was like basically like an Advent calendar kind of thing, mm-hmm. where you know they had ornaments and stuff, and each ornament represented a story in you know whether it was the nativity or or, you know jesus's life and you know every night up until christmas you know you would do that and it'd be like a little bible verse you read and a little song in the book that you had to sing and again you know when i was a little kid i really liked it the older i got particularly like high school age it's like "Mm, yeah let's let's get this over with you know uh but now, as as an adult, as a grown man, seeing my nieces kind of get involved with that, and and you know they enjoy hanging up the ornaments and stuff like that, it's it's something that yeah, I I don't think it feels like Christmas without that, especially like Christmas Eve when we do it, and then we open like everybody can open one gift before bed, and that's like that that's home, that's Christmas, and so yeah, that's that's something that uh, the season isn't complete for me and my family without that. Awesome, awesome. Well, a very Merry Christmas, though, to the entire Milton clan of mm. close and near and far. And the Godfather, Nate Milton, don't forget, check him out on Place to Be Nation Wrestling's main event. Also on Nate's many other shows. You got Kings of Sports. You got Twinny Twin Twin. You got the Rocky Maya Via Picture Show, which is like one of my favorite show titles of all time. <laughs> uh, Chain Reaction. Um, yes. And uh, what was one more? The uh, NWA, right? The, yes, the, the Nubian Wrestling Advocate. Yes, yes, all fine shows. So uh, to the Godfather, Nate Milton, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Thank you so much for being here tonight. Well, happy Holidays to you, Brother Andy. Uh, enjoy next Friday, when uh, Friday after next. Well, you can actually enjoy all the Fridays because they're all <laughs> wonderful. Uh, so enjoy your holiday season, you and your family, my brother. And I'm going to go back to watching football and eating some of this book, 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 book barbecue. <laughs> all right, all right, have a good one. Up 
I jumped up before the sun peeped in and hoped to catch a Santa Claus creeping down my hall. Went to the window, put my eyes to the sky to see if I could see the sleigh that parlay and push the fat guy. I sigh, ain't no sign, but everything under this tree in my house is mine. My bike that and this plastic nine are do fine till next year come. I try to see the same thing, they got his brainwashed up. And when you find it ain't no Santa Christmas, still mean a lot, cause it's the time to get together and give all you got. Jason Sherman, host of E-Ticket Attraction. How are you, buddy? I'm doing good. How are you, sir? Awesome, awesome. Happy holidays. You as well. All right. Uh, so we're all getting together tonight talking about great holiday Christmas movies, etc. Jason, what's a what's a movie, a holiday movie you like to watch every year around this time? Well, there's a, there's a few. Um, one I wanted to talk about today was was one I don't think gets enough credit because there's a much more popular or uh, original. This is the sequel to Home Alone, Home Alone Two, oh. Lost in New York. And what do you love about that movie? It's just a lot of fun. Uh, more hijinks with Macaulay Culkin, uh, Daniel Stern, and Joe Pesci. The Wet Bandits, uh, the Sticky Bandits, uh, the, the Sticky Bandits in the, the New York one. Um, it's just a lot of fun. The, the big Toy Store, Duncan's Toy Chest, which I think was a um, F.A.O. Schwartz, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, <laughs> and how this kid can get lost again, it's it's kind of crazy. <laughs> but it's got a, a fun supporting cast. Uh, Tim Curry was great. Uh, Rob Schneider, even a, an appearance from a, our current president. Oh yes, right. <laughs> you guys still remember? <laughs> when, but yeah, it's it's just a lot of fun. If you like the the Home Alone, uh, Home Alone Two is just as good, if not better. Okay, when did you uh, first uh, see it? Oh, nineteen ninety two, I think was when it came out. I'm sure I saw it in theaters. All right, that's that's cool. And uh, what what do you look forward to? Around this time of year, around the holidays, like what 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 are some of your favorite things about this time of year? Uh, I like the smells, mm-hmm. like the the smell of a Christmas tree. Um, decorating is fun. Um, not much like getting together with family because you know my family is super dysfunctional. Um, just you know spending time with you know special people. Um, and the, the typical me, being the host of the Disney podcast, I like to go to Disney this time of year too. Um, maybe not on Christmas, but like a week before, I'm, I'm, I try to go and see uh, see the, the decorations and everything. Have you ever they, been, been there sorry. when they do the uh, taping? No, no, I've never been there for that. So sure, it's pretty hectic. Yeah. So what uh, what is some of you? So you said you like the smells and all that. Like when you walk in, into Disney at the holidays, what smells like hit you? Disney does. I don't really get the smells from Disney. Um, it's more like at home. You have a fresh, fresh Christmas tree there. The smell of the pine—that's always nice. All right, uh, gingerbread cookies, that kind of stuff. Yeah. All right, cool, cool. And uh, what's what's a tradition you like to do like er- around every year? Like, what's something like you like? I I do this every year, no matter what. It's generally go to Disney, <laughs> like a week before. All right. <laughs> I try to. I, I may not be able to this year, but it's it's something I always like to do. Um, it's not as fun now that they got rid of the, uh, the spectacle of lights that they used to have at Hollywood Studios, because that was always something, something awesome, but the, uh, the, uh, the fest, the, um, holiday festival, festivities that I have at Epcot are really nice. Okay, cool. All right, well, I just want to say thanks for, uh, getting on and, uh, talking about, uh, Christmas stuff uh, and holidays and all kinds of great stuff, and, uh, of course, you have Disney 
stuff as well. Of course. <laughs> All right. Uh, so everybody, check out Jason on E-Ticket Attraction. Uh, Jason Sherman, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to you, bud. You too, bud. Thanks a lot. Mr. Tim Capel of Talking Pop, Talking WCW, and Marvel Age. How are you, Marvel Age? Yes, Double A. Very good. Glad to be back with you. Mm-hmm. Getting in the spirit of the season, yeah. and yeah, um, looking at the the selections that you know were options for me. I'm, I'm a fan of Christmas movies, like many people, and I thought I'd go with one that often isn't many people's favorite. Okay. Which one is that? And so the movie I chose was Scrooged from 1988, Uh directed by Richard Donner, starring Bill Murray. And Confession Time, this is actually not, I don't know if I'd call it a favorite of mine even, necessarily. (laughs) It's uh, (laughs) a... Yeah, I'm already uh, spoiling the the premise of the podcast here by admitting that this is not a movie I watch every single holiday season. This is one I definitely have to be in a certain mood for, (laughs) and I don't even know how to really describe that mood. (laughs) Um, It's not like, you know how some people, they'll watch all the whatever movies they watch, it'll all be on Christmas Eve. Maybe they'll save them for Christmas day, you know, get it all done before Christmas. Right. Mm-hmm. And with Scrooge, it's like, I don't know. I'm either feeling it or I'm not. It might be, you know, a week before it might be Christmas Eve, might be Christmas day, nothing else going on. I'll just throw it on. And, you know, it's a very non-traditional <laughs> Christmas movie in that it, it's not overly sentimental, um, but it's not, you know, a straight up like slapstick comedy either. You know, you can't really compare this to something like National Lampoon's Vacation. No, no it's somewhere. It's it's in that family of like, you know, uh, like Muppet Christmas Carol and Mickey's Christmas Carol. It's just a different take on a classic story, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I actually really like it. I actually remember in high school, uh, I was taking like a film or TV class and we were watching all these movies like name of the rose and all these things i didn't want to watch and i tried to convince my teacher like hey mr mitchell christmas is coming why don't we watch scrooge you, go. you gotta remember this is 1989 uh you know and scrooge had been out for i think it just came out on home video so probably uh, yeah yep. and he got he i annoyed him so much he threatened me with a detention if i brought it up one more time <laughs> did you get to watch it though no not in class no Sorry. I tried. well that sucks senior year i tried you know yeah, had to at least give it a shot. Mm-hmm. But this was like Bill Murray's big return to Hollywood, right? After f- four years of self-imposed exile. <laughs> well, I think I think he had he, just come off uh, his cameo in Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah, I, he had. I'm sure he had done that. But this was like his his big mm-hmm. Hollywood return. Yeah, um, where he's now like the leading man again. He had not really done a picture like that since Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. which we've talked about yes, as well. Yes, we have. It's full circle. It is. It is. And this this film, Scrooge, kind of was 
banking on, I think, people's familiarity with Ghostbusters and, and Bill Murray's association with that. Um, of course, he he did that movie, The Razor's Edge, like oh. right before, right after Ghostbusters. It was just like a big passion project of his that nobody gave a shit about. <laughs> he was just so burned, I guess, that he went away for four years and now he's back. Um to sort of mixed results, maybe. This is, like I said, not... It, I don't want to say it's divisive, but it's almost kind of a cult film, which sounds weird to say about a pretty big Hollywood production, um, at least for the time period. But um, I don't know. I think it it's sort of grown in appreciation over the years. Um, you could probably tell me, was this a super big phenomenon you know, at the time and in the late eighties, it it did well because you didn't have a lot of contemporary successful contemporary takes on classic stories at the Mm -hmm. time, I guess, so to speak. And, and Bill was still huge. I mean, he was still fresh in everybody's memory from SNL and from Ghostbusters, you know, and like I said, he had just had that scene stealing cameo basically as a, as a sadomasochist <laughs> in, in, in little chef of horrors. Uh, so yeah, it was hot. I mean, Carol Kane, Bobcat, Bobcat Gother, it was, oh, yeah. it was pretty hot at the time. And you had also, um, what's his name? Uh, from John Forsyth played mm-hmm, the, um, mm-hmm. the Jacob Marley character, I guess. Yeah. The old boss. <laughs> I know. And then, uh, a pre, um, what the hell, uh, Lionel Luther, uh, what's the actor's name? Oh, John Glover. John Glover was in it. Yeah. As kind of the, I guess you might want to say he was the main bad guy. If there was a bad guy in the movie, if there was. Yeah, the, he's sort of trying to undercut mm-hmm. uh, Bill Murray's character, Frank Cross, yep. throughout the film. I mean, uh, Buster Poindexter put in a, a fun performance as the Ghost of Christmas Past. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, and it was a lot of classic lines, you know, in that movie, like "Back off, man." That may work. That's, that stuff may work with the chicks, but not with me. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'll tell you, my favorite line, it's actually an exchange Mm -hmm. that I think if anyone knows any exchange from this movie, it's this one. It's between Frank Cross and Alfred Woodard's character, Grace, who, by the way, she is the best character in this movie, (laughs) Uh, where she said she's got to she's got to run off. Her kid's got a doctor's appointment (laughs) and uh, (laughs) and Frank is berating her. If I'm working late, you got to work late. If you can't work late, I can't work late. If I can't work late, I can't work late. <laughs> just, I don't know why. It's just one of those very Bill Murray feels like an ad lib sort of line where he's reaching for the next thing to say. And it's still the just funniest shit he could have come up with, I think, on the spot. Um, and then there's another one between the two of them where he is giving out his uh, Christmas bonuses or gifts to his various uh, employees and friends and family as well. It's either a, a, let me see if I have this right, a VHS recorder, Mm -hmm. right? So a VCR Mm -hmm. for kids, ask your grandparents. Um, You know, it's 1988. That would have been a pretty big deal, I I gather. Yeah. Or it's a bath towel set. (laughs) And he's like, oh, Grace, make sure you put yourself down for a towel. Yes. <laughs> and she just goes, ah, shit. <laughs> and then, like, I don't know what's funny is his, his, his real brother, John, 
Murray, mm-hmm. I think it is, uh, who was in like one or two other movies, but you know, opens as he's doing the Ghost of Christmas present, I guess, uh, thing. You know, he's like, right. it's just your top of the line VCR. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. you watch that today, you're like, yeah, that's worth about five bucks now. <laughs> right. and, and then when he's doing the whole thing where he's talking to the TV, he's like, I give you a towel. The VCR was from Grace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. And his other, and Brian Doyle Murray's in this also. Mm-hmm. He's uh, got a couple of his brothers in this uh playing his actual brothers mm-hmm. <laughs> so and uh who else plays his family uh wendy malick mm-hmm. who is his sister S- sister-in-law sister-in-law yeah right mm-hmm. so well he was not actually related to bill murray but it's just weird that he he managed to get all of his uh actual <laughs> family members into the movie yes. which again very bill murray mm-hmm Yes, the the Murray brothers. What a quite the Irish uh, Chicago growing up family. Mm-hmm, they are. Mm-hmm. So, Tim, I'll, a couple more questions though before I let you go. Uh, what do you most look forward to about this time of year? I, you know what, I, this is going to sound so lame, but it's fitting for the movie that we mm-hmm. picked because, like Freight Cross, I'm a bit of a corporate drone. Um, and and I'm a little bit down on Christmas. It's more and more become kind of not my favorite time of year, but I look forward to having, and you will appreciate this from, uh, from our chat group. I appreciate having my performance, my self evaluation done for my performance review at work. It's just like, once I know that's done, Like what it means is that my year is over at work. Like Mm -hmm. whatever happens for the rest of the year just doesn't count. Basically I can sort of kick my feet up and whether I'm taking a bunch of time off or not, um, I know that it it just work kind of doesn't matter (laughs) after that, (laughs) you know, first week of December pretty much, um, kicks back in after the first of the year. But I just like the way that things work-wise at Mm -hmm. least and this i know this isn't true of a lot of people but um for me the way that things just sort of wind down and granted the holidays come with other stresses but work becomes one that is less on my radar so that's probably not a great answer but it's it's a true answer no no it's uh you know that's what we look for here you know it's it's, it's, trust me um not not gonna uh, break kayfabe too much but you know there's been so many different answers so you know okay. everybody has their own thing they look forward to whether it's this that the other thing you know what, what matters is is that is that's what you look forward to i guess i could say spending time with friends and family and all that whatever people have already said that yeah. i'll go for something hopefully semi more original mm-hmm. no no it was it was very original very original uh also so and the Excellent. last last question what is one tradition that you do, or at least you try to do every year? Uh, so here's where the friends and family part comes into play for the past, probably 20 years. I've had a tradition with my mom and stepdad, even actually before he was in the picture, just me and my mom uh, would go to dinner just somewhere nice, not even the same place. Uh, but at some point, probably like that week, week or two before Christmas. Um, so a lot of times we would go, go into the city, uh, in Richmond, they have, uh, 
their kind of bullshit version of a grand illumination, which is nice for what it is. Doesn't compare to, you know, major cities, but, but it is what it is. It's still nice to see. Um, but so we'll typically have dinner somewhere downtown. Uh, there's a place called the tobacco company, just this old Richmond institution, basically very like old money. Um, not even that great, but you just sort of go for the atmosphere. It's yeah. just <laughs> turned into that sort of thing. Uh, and that's not even the, again, the place we go every single year, but we have a nice dinner somewhere out. So just having a nice night out is one of those traditions. Um, as a matter of fact, before I hopped on this call, that's, that's what we were talking about. That's, um, well, it's a couple minutes late getting on. We were trying to firm up those plans, my mom and I. Hey, so. Those are important. You know, yeah. the podcast can wait. <laughs> you know? Want to make sure that you know you get the place you want. Yep. So hopefully that will sitting, sitting, di- sitting at dinner at like you know Red Lobster, going, "Damn, Andy, I had to record with you. I missed that reservation at that nice place." <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. We'll hold damn that. Bone, I'm here at Bonefish Grill, and there's some guy yelling in the. <laughs> now you put me on dishes. <laughs> That's an excellent callback. <laughs> Oh, tune, in to, tune in to talking pop. Yes, that's right. That's right. Soft plug. Awesome. So, Mr. <laughs> Tim Capel, I just want to say Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to you. Yes. All the same to you as well, Double A. Awesome. And thank you for having me on to talk about Scrooge with the Solid Gold Dancers and Robert Goulet <laughs> and Mary Lou Retton as Tiny Tim. That's right. <laughs> Who could forget which that? Is not a name I've been called. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Awesome, awesome. Well, okay, like I said, uh, Merry Christmas, Tim. Merry Christmas, Andy. Greg Phillips, one of the hard-traveling fanboys. How are you, my friend? I'm doing quite well, Andy. Thank you for having me on. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, It's my favorite time of the year. Awesome, awesome. I appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to talk a little Christmas. Um, Okay, so we're all talking about... The main thing we're here for is talking about Christmas movies, holiday movies. What's a holiday movie, Christmas movie that you always love to watch? One of your favorites? Well, actually, every year, uh, as a tradition, uh, we we gather around and watch "It's a Wonderful Life" on NBC every single uh, Christmas. Awesome, so that that's awesome. a that's a tradition going back uh, at least a decade in my family. We'll, we'll at least my mom and I, and usually my dad and my grandparents, will sit around the TV and watch this movie, and uh, it's uh, always a, a heartwarming experience. All right, uh, what about the movie? Do you love? I think I just love that it represents the real spirit of what Christmas and the holidays are all about to me. It's about family. It's about forgiveness. It's about remembering the good in life, remembering all of the the, the things that make life worth living for a a, a world that can be very depressing at times and and soul crushing at times. It's a time of moving past all that and looking at everything that is good and right, looking at the smiles in children's faces, looking at 
looking inside to see the value in yourself and, and the joy that you can bring to others. So for me, it's a movie that represents hope and optimism and light. And it's a movie that to me represents the best of us. And, and there's, there's probably not a lot of those out there in the world. What, and also what's great is how accessible it is. It's every year. It's, uh, it's one of those, like, you know, it's not like you got to hunt it down on Turner classic movies or, whatever service you know it's like it's right there right for you to watch every year and and you know kids everybody should be watching it at least once it's timeless Mm -hmm. it's timeless yes you have you have the old football uniforms and the old football helmets and you have the old dances and everything like that but it's really a timeless movie it's it's one that looks as good today as it did in in the 1940s it's one that uh, to me makes just as much sense. The story is timeless. The, the, the basic themes of greed versus kindness of, of selflessness versus selfishness of the value of one man or one woman. Yeah. All these themes are universal and timeless to me. Awesome. Awesome. So, uh, we'll get, all right. We're going to talk a little other Christmas though. What, what's, what's your favorite thing about this time of year? Like, what do you, what do you kind of look forward to? It's kind of a, I, it's kind of a mixed bag for me of, of what I most look forward to. For me, it, 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 there's two ways to answer that. Number one is, as somebody that doesn't get to see my dad very much, uh, he lives in South Florida. It's great to be able to see my family for for I get I work at a university and I get two weeks off for Christmas, and so every year I look forward to. Getting those two weeks off, not have to go to work, that's great. But then being able to spend time with my family, and it seems like the one time a year when people can mostly forget their differences, their petty squabbles throughout the year, and to have family together and getting along and uh, cooking a whole lot of good southern food, uh, southern cooking food. So I, I look forward to that as well. And then the other thing is just the sights and the sounds and the smells, the trees, the, the bells, the, the Christmas songs. All of that stuff that people get sick of, I love it. I don't yes. think I could ever get sick of it. Yes. Uh, when when do you uh, – this is kind of a – what side are you on? When do you start listening to holiday music, you think? Um, usually around Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. about the week of Thanksgiving. It'll, 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 that that, that, that sh- uh, switch will flip for me. And, and then at that point from Thanksgiving on, I'm all Christmas all the time. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm 100% in on it. And, uh, and, and, you know, I think it'll, it also gives me something to look forward to. I almost look at, I almost look at Thanksgiving as this dividing line of, okay, all the hard work is done for the year. Now we're just getting through to the Christmas break and then it's Christmas time and that's fun. So, um, it, it's, it's a nice time for me and, and I'll, I'll probably hear the same variations of the same songs repeatedly for a month. So, and there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Right, right. Awesome, awesome. Okay, so one more uh, thing before I let you go. Uh, what's now? You talked about it's a wonderful life being a tradition. You watch on TV, but what's a, another tradition that you you try to do every year? If you you know, with your you your family, your friends. Yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> mainly, I have to say that I don't have a lot of Christmas traditions with my friends because usually I'm spending a lot of time mm-hmm. because I don't spend a m- lot much time with my family. It's it's really family time for me at Christmas, but. I think for my, you know, I'm thinking back to traditions that we do every single year. One thing that we do every Christmas morning, even though I'm 35 years old, no longer a child, we actually don't have a kid in the household anymore, but we still, 
exchange gifts on Christmas morning and take photos of everybody, you know, candid, cheesy photos of everybody opening their Christmas gifts right when they've woken up in the morning and they're having their first cup of coffee, how their facial expressions light up when they get their, their gift or what have you. We do that every year. And then um, another thing that we've gotten to do the last few years is uh, where I'm from, Mobile, Alabama, they have a Christmas light show set up at Hank Aaron Stadium, which is our minor league baseball stadium. And uh, we go there every year now and watch this Christmas light show wow. uh, every year for the last about five years. And uh, that's always really fun, too. So those would be the ones that come to mind. And, of course, you know, at the risk of going overtime on my on my answer, the other thing is just have the biggest, most ridiculous meals imaginable. We go way bigger for Christmas than we do for Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. And I don't know if that's a Southern thing or if that's just an us thing, but grandparents get involved, aunts and uncles get involved. My aunt makes her uh, homemade banana pudding. That's my favorite dish in the world, I think. So it's uh, Christmas is really the, the the splurge time for us where we we go all out and all of us gain about 15 pounds during the course of that day and that week. So that, that would be it for me. Wow. And actually, Andy, I actually have another individual here who would like to tell you about one of his favorite Christmas traditions. Really? Oh, uh, wow. I drop in. Awesome. Uh, Jim, uh, Jim, come on over here. Ladies and gentlemen, WWE Hall of Famer Jim Ross. Jumping Jim Ross, the white meat baby face, right here. Ladies and gentlemen, here he is. Well, uh, thank you there, Greg. I really appreciate, Andy, you, your show, having me on here, talking about Christmas time. You know, time time flies when you're having fun. And one of the things we like to do in, in my household is we like to watch old Sooners games. You know, just the other day I was watching uh, Jason White. Now, a lot of people don't remember Jason White. He was the quarterback of some really good Oklahoma teams, Heisman Trophy winner, and the only 57-year-old college senior to ever play in college football. It was amazing to watch. Uh, he was attitudinal, certainly defiant, and, and had qualities not unlike a restaurant-quality steak. Now, for anybody else that would like to get some of my takes on Christmas time, follow me on Twitter at J.R.'s BBQ. That's J.R.S. BBQ. Awesome, awesome. Thank you, uh, Jim, for dropping by and, and joining Greg and I. Uh, really appreciate your time. Absolutely. My, my pleasure. And, and to you, Greg Phillips, uh, make sure you check out Greg on the Hard Traveling Fanboys. He's also on uh, Talking WCW and various and sundry other shows he makes appearances on. So, Greg Phillips, Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas to you, Andy. Thank you for having me on, and uh, hopefully everybody else can enjoy the season as much as I typically do. Zani, host of Row One, Seat One on the Place Nation Wrestling Feed. How are you, Ben? I'm doing well, my friend. Doing well, my friend. In the holiday spirit. That's great. That's what uh, this show's all about tonight. Just uh, enjoying uh, holidays and, and just hearing how everybody loves to uh, to spend it. So, um, so Ben, uh, we're all talking about our favorite Christmas mm-hmm. movies. What's what's a Christmas movie or movie you like to watch uh, this time of year? 
I'm going to go way back with y'all, way, way back, because I was raised by old Italian people, <laughs> to 1954, because everybody else stole everything else. But I'm going to go go deep in a deep cut here to White Christmas, wow. starring Bing Crosby and Danny Kaye, the smoke show that was Rosemary Clooney mm-hmm. and Vera Ellen. And uh, it is basically everything that a 50s movie really should have been. Um, there's singing, there's dancing, there's references to the war. Um, there's um, just glitz and glamour. There's um, it, It's a fantastic flick. It gets you in the mood for Christmas. Um, if you haven't seen it, it'll, it'll just really get you in the Christmas spirit. Um, and, 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 Bing, and you will walk out of this movie going, Bing Crosby was a force of nature um, in the 50s. Mm-hmm. This guy was it. Yeah, he was one of those, um, I don't know what you want to call it, triple threat, quadruple threat, oh, whatever. Do everything. Could Just sing, do everything. could act, could dance. He, he, that was when, you know, they were entertainers. That's yeah. just pure and simple. These were, they, they referred to movies as pictures. Everybody smoked everywhere. You know? <laughs> it was like, it's just, it was just a different time. And it, this, this movie brings you back, I believe, uh, I believe this was re-released, uh, I believe last year. I think it was, or or this year. I mean, I know there's an anniversary. I think this year is the. I think uh, they. I, I know they put it up on Netflix recently. I think uh, um, that Fa- might have been. I think Fathom may have done it too. It was has been mm-hmm. doing stuff like this. So I would highly suggest seeing it. Is this something that you go? Know, you 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 grew up uh, watching as like a very young child? Like uh, yeah, I I grew up in an old Italian family, so we you know grew up with a lot of the classics. You know, we my my father sends out a text message with you know every night with whatever Christmas special was on. My I, my father is Mister Christmas, mm-hmm. so he you know circles in the in the calendar every single Christmas special that's on and. Um, but we have, you know, the Christmas house and he finishes all our Christmas shopping by July, basically. <laughs> and, um, oh, he's, he's that guy. He's officially that guy. And my grandfather's the same way. And my mother's the same way. So we're the Christmas household. So, you know, all these deep cuts in these movies and stuff like that, we're seeing the Hallmark channel does Christmas in July. We have that going all July. We used to do a Christmas in July party. In fact, where we'd actually rent a Santa to show up. <laughs> Santa would actually show up, and we'd have the we'd have presents, and we'd have you know the Santa show up, the whole thing. We we were the Christmas family. We were completely the Christmas family, and White Christmas was one of those movies that we'd have going. Um, one of the other things, I mean, uh, the, the, obviously the song White Christmas came from this movie, but um, you know, the, there's quality like singing and dancing and like just gaga and entertainment in this movie. I mean, you know, even with 2019 eyes, you will be highly entertained by this 1954 movie. Just, I mean, you, it's not, it's not even all that dated. That's the thing. It's really, I mean, the, the entertainment value that it brings, you know, even to someone nowadays, I mean, you'll be pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Uh, it probably plays on Turner classic movies every year. So I would highly suggest, um, checking it out because it is it is worth a, a good watch because you know just get yourself some hot chocolate hopefully it's a chilly night and just sit there and and, and enjoy the music and enjoy just it's just a simpler time you know that's all this which is great all right so ben i'm gonna ask you a couple more questions before i let you go um what what do you look forward to the most about this time of year 
Well, just tonight, my daughter and I did Santa pictures, and we always do a goofy Santa picture every single year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I uh, look look on Twitter later on in the in the, in the month for our, because I can't reveal it now because it's going to be the Christmas card. But we did a, we did an especially goofy Santa picture this year, so that was a, that was a real joy. Mm-hmm. Um, she's six years old, so Santa's a big thing. Right. Um, What's your Twitter uh, handle? Uh, Boston Nuga. Okay. So everybody, um, check that out. Yeah, um, check that out on Boston Nuga later on in the month. Um, I'll, when when people have got their Christmas cards, because I don't want to spoil it for them. Um, you know, but, uh, we we did a crazy crazy uh, uh, Christmas card picture. Um, God, we got so many traditions. We um, the one that I look forward to the most, and the one that I actually because I live in Chattanooga now, but I'm originally from the Boston area. Um, but I go home once a year for the Zani family Christmas party, and if you can picture this, because I'm Italian. And so I got probably a hundred cousins, and my grandpa's one of thirteen brothers and sisters. Wow! <laughs> so all of their families had families, and all of their families had families. So we got about a hundred fifty people in a room, you know, all Italian, all moving their hands, all drinking, all talking back and forth. They all got families. They all got generations. They all got, you know, kids and all that sort of stuff. And we just rent out a yacht club and open bar, <laughs> and it's just. It's the absolute best, for, and you're eating Italian food, and it's wonderful, and you're just sharing stories from the year, and everyone comes from all over the country to this thing, and it's a Zani family Christmas party, and no one misses it for the world, and it's. I hope everyone has a tradition like this, where you just catch up with your people, whoever your people, it may not even necessarily be blood relatives, but just where you connect with your people once a year. And just, you know, commiserate with them over food, over drink, over whatever, because this this is it for me. This is I mean, I'm I know I'm I'm hopping in a car and I'm driving 18 hours each way with my kid. And I'm not even thinking twice about it because that's what this means to me, Um, because it's it's family. But I'm going to see friends when I'm up there, too, that I grew up with that I've been friends with since I was six years old, Um, you know, because that's, you know, that's. That's what that connection means. And so the Zani family Christmas party is that thing. You know, it's the thing that I wouldn't miss. That's what Christmas means is, 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 you know, just sitting in that room at the Yacht Club, you know, eating Italian food, you know, having a few drinks, seeing my cousins that I see once a year, you know, uh, and that's that's Christmas, man. That's wow. Christmas. Sounds like quite quite the time. It's um, loud, man. Yeah, it's loud. I can imagine, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, or people, everybody thinks I'm Italian. I'm actually not. It's my, yeah. my New York accent and all that stuff. Yeah. But, but yes, I can imagine what it, that could be like because I used to have a big family too. Uh, everybody's spread out and we, we don't do that kind of get together anymore. Yeah. But that, that, that's just like awesome. That's like the best to keep things going that your daughter, you know, will grow up and she'll, mm-hmm. she'll start bringing her kids yeah. to the, to the Zani. Uh, Christmas, so yeah, it's just going to keep growing, and, and uh, that's great. That's uh, good stuff for your family, man. Yeah, definitely. All right, cool. So everybody, check out Ben Row One Seat One on the PTBN Wrestling feed. But Ben Zani, I want to say Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy New Year to you. Thank you, my friend. You too.
So, the conscience, Steve Willie. How are you, my friend? I'm doing great, Andy. I'm excited to, to be on with you. We don't get to talk nearly enough. No, no, no. And I'm glad you could take part in this little holiday extravaganza that we're, uh, we're all doing here uh, at Place to Be Nation. Uh, so, Steve, uh, first of all, happy holidays to you. And to you as well. And uh, so we're all talking about our favorite Christmas movies tonight. Um, so what's the one movie that, you know, you always pop in around this time of year just to get you into the holiday spirit? Well, um, I didn't really have that many favorites growing up. Uh, like Home Alone, now there's that, you know, Die Hard is becoming more of a Christmas movie that's always a favorite. But the one that I put in time after time each year and that I don't even know if you know this and some of the people who listen to main event know this, but uh, I also help run a, a movie theater. That's like a, uh, it's like it shows old movies. It's like a hundred year old movie theater. So we show like a movie once or twice a week. And the one that does the best business every year outside of Rocky horror picture show is elf. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, last year, I think we sold out the place like 400 people and it's, it, it's, a joy to me because everybody – well, everybody enjoys a comedy, first of all. Mm-hmm. But adults enjoy the humor. Kids enjoy the humor. It's one of the few movies that can reach out to everyone without pandering. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's it's one of the few more current ones uh, because of so many of the Christmas movies that come out now are either like paint-by-number romances or Hallmark specials. But this is just straight up comedy with a good heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's very, like you said, very relatable, um, very quotable. I'm yes. Sure, I'm sure of the whole movie, basically, people, and being an old theater in a community, it's okay to make, to talk, as long as you're going in line with the film, basically. Right. So if you're like, Santa, I know it, probably, how many people probably go, I know him, I know him. <laughs> so that must be a lot of fun, Steve. I really, uh, that's a good thing that you're doing over there. Yeah, we enjoy it. It's a total nonprofit. So every piece of penny, every penny we get, we put right back into the theater. No one gets paid a dime. Um, yeah, it's it's quite a, a fun adventure. I've taken most of this year off because I've been doing it for five years straight. Straight. So I'm going to come back to it next year. But that's we decided that that elf is one that goes on every single year because, it, like I said, it's just cross generational. Every everyone seems to love it. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, mm-hmm. plus, plus it has the intro of Zoe Deschanel to. Uh, to everyone in the in the world, so a blonde Zoe Deschanel, <laughs> a blonde and short Zoe Deschanel. She looks nothing like she did in uh, New Girl, or mm-hmm. um, you know. Speaking of Christmas and Zoe Deschanel, her um, she and him, her um, kind of indie duo that she has, uh, they put out a couple Christmas albums that are oh. excellent because her voice is divine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, and Elf also has like other like Faison loves in it, who was one of my favorite character actors. James Kahn, you know, yep. um, who else? Peter Dinklage. Uh, so, yeah. yes, yes, it's, it's Bob, Bob very... Newhart, a very underrated yes. part of the movie. Bob Just Newhart. shows up in the beginning and the end as like the uh, the old lead elf. <laughs> yes, that's right. Awesome stuff. So, Steve, uh, just a couple more questions and then we'll let you go. Go, uh, you know, have some gingerbread or something. Um, what do you look f- forward to most about this time of year? Being able to do things with friends that I don't get to see as much during the year. Um, I have a lot of my friends live away from here where I'm at about, you know, a hundred miles away. So I usually get to see them around this time. Um, my buddy owns a comic book store. So one of my favorite things to do after Christmas, cause you know, 
with everybody. Family can get stressful around the holidays, and I, I mean more the extended family. So the day after Christmas, my friend holds the, his biggest sale of the year, and everyone comes in. There's hundreds of people, and I go and help, and it's just a really positive, happy end to the year. And I make my friend a lot of money, too, so that helps. <laughs> Capitalism, part of Christmas. That's awesome. That sounds like a lot of fun, uh, you know, going to visit a, a comic book store. Um, so, all right, and then what's one tradition that you like to do, or at least you try to do, every year around this time? Well, I, a lot of people who know me know I live near Green Bay, Wisconsin. It's uh, It's sad. But there's not there's not much to do in Green Bay. We're about 30 miles away uh, besides the Packers, and I don't care for them. But every year uh, they have a – I would say like a garden center, like a, not like an arboretum, but like a, like a community what, – what would you call one of those, those places that – it's just like a public garden with tons of flowers, lots of acreage. Like a botanical garden. Botanical garden. Thank you. And they're – Botanical Garden in Green Bay basically just puts thousands upon thousands of light display, you know, of lights up to make different displays. They have a huge path that goes about half mile to a mile. You can ride on a horse carriage if you want, but usually it's more fun just to walk it. And they have hot chocolate, like a, a huge fire that you can sit by. And it's just something we started even before I had kids. We found it out. And it's to the point now where it's they have to run it from Thanksgiving to through New Year's on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday because it's gotten so big. Um, it's just really fun to, to walk at night. Um, we'll line up with a fire. You can go in. You can see Chris Santa Claus if you want. See Mrs. Claus. Have some hot chocolate. Uh, just a, a really nice time to be out in nature. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, we were talking before about how, how, how cold it kids got last year, so it wasn't so pleasant last year, but <laughs> we're already making plans to do it this year. Yes, we're... Um... We're going to uh, our first visit to Holiday in the Park, which okay. is a, a Six Flags thing. Uh, we live about about halfway between two Six Flags. We have season passes. We go to the one in New Jersey mostly because my aunts live like 10 minutes from there. Mm -hmm. But there's one in Massachusetts, which is like it's literally like right over the border. Like you're in Connecticut, you take a step and you're in Massachusetts and there's the park. So we're going to give that a try this year for the first time. Uh, the, you know, some rides, depending on the weather, are open. <laughs> and uh yes. you know you get hot chocolate and there's good there's a lot of light so something we've been wanting to do the last few years just haven't hasn't worked out and they're actually doing something but they're doing it at the new jersey park this year you know how you've heard of the polar bear plunge yes they're doing the polar bear ride or something like that they're basically saying you have to wear a t-shirt and shorts and ride this one roller coaster and wow. see if you've got the guts to do it and and this I've been on this roller coaster in the summertime at night, and it's chilly on this damn thing because it's one of those really fast, smooth ones that doesn't go upside down. So it's just, yeah, it's called Nitro. That it's, sounds amazing. I, I, if we were going to the New Jersey park, I would actually try that. But, uh, you know, it's the difference between driving two hours each way or right. an hour and ten minutes each way. So I'm going to, to go with the latter just for this year. <laughs> But that's uh, you know, I'm looking forward to that, and that's that's a great tradition. That those are um, holiday lights are always fun to yeah, well, uh, to look at. I think when you know we're getting older, and it's harder to do those traditions that you did as a kid because our you know our our you know the the generation ahead of us they're not able to do as much anymore. So to be able to do something like that and create our own traditions with our own families. Mm -hmm is 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 really fun it doesn't have to be just the same old thing 
you know, you got to eat the same green bean casserole that grandma <laughs> made 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. But now we can, hey, let's let's try the Six Flags. Let's try, and, you know, go out and see a movie. Let's go see, you know, the, the Botanical Garden. Yeah. It's really fun. Yeah, fun to make always, new My memories. kids and I, we go every year to the same place to get the tree. It's, uh, well, it's Stu Leonard's, which is a, um, a grocery store, but they have a big uh, garden thing. And we've made a tradition. It's a Friday night. We go, we get it, and, and we put the, the tree goes in the stand. And by Sunday, the trees fall in, all ready to go. And we... Well, we all spend about 10 minutes doing it. That's my kids uh, put on one or two. <laughs> and then, then it's left to me to do the rest of the, <laughs> the tree for the, as, a, as I have football on in the background. So, you know, we, we try little traditions here. And we like we get an ornament every year. All that kinds of fun stuff. But, um, but I wanted to uh, say, uh, say thank you, though, to, uh, for joining me. Steve Willie, uh, the, uh, you can hear him on Main Event and many, many other shows. Where he'll pop up from time to time. But, uh, Steve, to you and your family, I want to say Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, too. Happy New Year. Hopefully I'll be able to talk to you before then. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, take care, my friend. Yeah, you too. Santa baby, I'm filling my stocking with the duplex and checks. Sign your ex on the line, Santa baby, and hurry down the chimney tonight. So, before we conclude tonight's festivities, I thought I'd give my thoughts and share one of my favorite Christmas specials or movies to watch, and I am actually going to go with the 1966 TV special, Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Now, this has been a stalwart. Uh, I mean, this came out uh, about six years before I was born. Um, Every year, I think it's uh, one of my must-watches. I mean, I'm not a fan. I think I've seen parts of the Jim Carrey one, but I am fine with the little short, you know, 26 minute version of the cartoon i mean it's timeless too i mean anybody who grew up in the 70s and 80s or today even you know recognizes the animation style it's it's chuck jones it's um the same as a lot of the looney tunes and definitely very distinctive though dr seuss in terms of um how the characters are you know it's he's his style is one of a kind and i think also uh the voices are another uh, great part. There's only a few credited voices. I was actually looking this up earlier today on IMDb. I mean, the biggest one is Boris Karloff, who uh, is best known for, you know, being a horror icon. He was, uh, you know, the... He played uh, Frankenstein, pretty much, uh, amongst other things, but mostly Frankenstein, If you, as you heard on, on Mr. Criscolo's uh, great Pop Goes the Classics uh, series he did back in October. Uh, so he was the narrator in The Grinch, and he really, you know, didn't really talk that much in his previous incarnation. So I'm glad he lives on to many generations. And then also, uh, June Foray is Cindy Lou Who's Now, June Foray, you, you mostly would know probably as, uh, she was she did a lot of cartoon voices. But her most famous ones, probably I would say, are Rocket J. Squirrel from Rocky and Bullwinkle. And uh, I believe she also did the fairy godmother in the original Cinderella's one of her early uh, voices but um, yeah anytime you heard I think she I don't know if she did witch hazel I'm not sure but she did lots of uh, great voices 
And then also Thurl Ravenscloth. Cough. Let me help me I'm saying that right. Uh, Ravenscroft, I think, uh, is uh, how you how you pronounce it. Uh, but uh, you mostly know Thurl. He's he's saying you're a mean one, Mister Grinch. That you hear on the radio a lot during the time of year. He also was the voice of Tony the Tiger from the Frosted Flakes commercials. You know they're great. And also he was the lead voice on Grim Grinning Ghost, which is the theme song for the Haunted Mansion attraction at Disney Land, Disney World, whatever, you know, Grim Grinning Ghost coming back to social life. So so that booming bass voice is very distinct. And, you know, if you just listen to the words also of your mean one, Mr. Grinch, you know, I take chances with seasick crocodile, your uh, toadstool and whatever sandwich with arsenic sauce, you know, it's, it's just a, a fun thing. And it's a total story of redemption. You know, it's, it makes you feel good. Somebody who, who hated people for being happy and being nice. And he wanted to steal Christmas from the who's of Whoville. And he was just, you know, bitter and hateful. And then, you know, as he goes on and, and, and I guess that poor dog, Max, I believe his name is, and he makes him into a reindeer and he pulls the snow over these very gullible who's. I mean, come on, let's go. I mean, this green guy, you know, tries to pass him off as Santa. Like, give me a break. But he, uh, you know, goes through the whole process. He steals everything. The food, the, the, the presents, all down to the very last little piece of decoration. Until that one piece that falls out and then little Sneely who comes out and, you know, kind of questions Santa. Like, you know, why are you stealing Christmas? And finally, you know, he takes all the stuff away and goes back to his cave on the mountain and overlooking Whoville. And he sees that the Who's are, are still happy. And he can't understand why. And it kind of teaches him that you know, Christmas is not about what you have or your presence. It's, it's about the people you're with. And that's really the message of it. And, you know, then the Grinch, you know, turns and he starts to, you know, they... He, his heart goes three sizes bigger, which, you know, I think for me, that's kind of like how I try to get every year at this time. I try to be, yeah, I know the driving and all that stuff and people are nasty and what have you in the world is a, you know, cynical place. But, you know, for these month or so between Thanksgiving and Christmas, everybody tries to be a little bit nicer. Maybe, you know, a little, let that person go in front of you. Let, don't be so annoyed. Don't, you know, give up that parking spot, whatever. Throw a couple of pucks or quarters or whatever in the Salvation Army thing, whatever. But that's kind of like the message I take from it and the fact that he, uh, you know, becomes part of the Whoville and celebrates with them. So it's definitely, like I said, a, a um, great special. And I'm glad it still lives on and, you know, many generations have gotten to enjoy the story. So uh, like I've done everybody else, I'm going to tell you also some of my... Uh, what I look forward to the most, and it's kind of like I spoke on, is like, you know, just this time of year, you know, getting to see family and friends and, uh, you know, listening to the Christmas music, just, you know, throwing that on Sirius XM. I've, talk, I've talked about it a lot tonight, I'm sure, uh, as you've heard. So I'm not going to really ramble on and on. And, you know, in some of the traditions I try to do, you know, I, I didn't do it this year, but I try to, I live, you know, in Connecticut, not far from the New York border. Only about, you know, I think only about 25, 30 miles, not even. 
uh, I grew up in New York and and always went down to see the tree. Not not every year, but you know, didn't make it this year. But it's also something I, I love to see down at Rockefeller Center. You know, you go and you walk around Manhattan. Manhattan at Christmas. You know, I bitch and moan. You know, I don't know if I do on podcast, but about you know living in the Northeast and, and hating the weather and you know, just, you know, I've worked in Manhattan. I've had to deal with Manhattan. I've driven in Manhattan. It's not fun to drive it. But at Christmas time, there's really no place better. I mean, it's so decorated. You just see the store windows here. There's lights everywhere. You know, the crowd, the crowd by the tree sucks, yes. But, you know, you get, it's a big tree, so, you know, it's not that hard to get a look at it or get a decent picture. You know, you got everybody, you know, skating at Rockefeller Center. So it's, it's a fun time. And if you're not from New York or the Northeast or whatever, and you're planning a vacation at this time of year, I always highly suggest putting New York City as one of your destinations. Just, you know, New York Day summer is nice, but it's hot, it's loud, it's icky. I would highly recommend Christmas time. And also, like, just, like I said, bring with my, uh, my kids and my family and just going to church that one time or twice a year I go. And it's just about family. Uh, so I hope everybody has really enjoyed tonight. And um, when we come back, uh, our last speaker, our closer. So I hope you all enjoy. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, uh, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate, Happy Festivus, uh, whatever. I just wish all the best. Take care. Mr. Grinch. You're a nasty, wasty skunk Your heart is full of unwashed socks Your soul is full of gunk Mr. Grinch The three words that best describe you are as follows And I quote Stink, stank, stunk You're a rotter Mr. Grinch Scott Criscolo, one of the founding fathers, one of the top dudes here. Uh, tonight, he is our Mariano Rivera. Even though he's a Met fan, he's our closer. you got to have the big guns closing out this extravaganza. Scott, how are you tonight? I am wonderful, uh, Mr. Atherton, and Merry Christmas, everyone. Uh, and Happy Hanukkah, because I believe to our fine Jewish listeners... I believe it's a rare time, a rare year where I believe Hanukkah and Christmas actually overlap. They normally don't. All of my Jewish friends I know usually tell me that uh, Hanukkah is usually like the first week of the month. But the last few years, it's kind of overlapped. So um, I don't know what the actual – I mean I'll just say shalom because that's good all year. I don't know what – I don't know, I, I don't know what the, there's a specific term for Hanukkah, but happy Hanukkah to our Jewish listeners. Awesome. And of course, Merry Christmas and Kwanzaa sometime. I think it's <laughs> – for New Year's. Festivus, trying to cover all the bases. Festivus, all those fun stuff. Festivus, yeah. The pole and all that stuff. Yeah, I just want to... <laughs> we had a... At our company, we had a... Uh, we used to have... We used to put up a Festivus pole. I'm not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I used to walk past it. I can't remember. Yeah, remember? I used to cover... We covered all the bases. So, I, I, anyway, it's good I, too. It's good to I would hear the airing of the grievances sometimes. <laughs> loud. <laughs> anyway, so uh, we're all here tonight. The whole... Uh, the host here at Place of Nation. And we're talking about Christmas movies. And Scott, what's what's the one Christmas movie you have to watch every year at this time? Well, um, considering I am the end, I am the uh, Omega, if you will. Uh, there's probably one Christmas movie uh, that um, has not been heard yet. Probably a glaring omission thus far. Um, and I guess when you're a founder, uh, when you are on the Constitution of Place to Be Nation, the John Hancock's your biggest. <laughs> um, 
you get some perks. So I got to pick first. And um, it is, of course, the fine tale from 19 – I think it came out in 85 or 86. The fine tale, uh, a Christmas story. Indeed, you will all shoot your eye out. (laughs) Um, uh, The movie for me, first off, the reason I love this movie so much, uh, Andy, and and of course a good hunk of America does – um, it came out of nowhere in the late in, in the mid to late eighties and ended up becoming probably a, a tradition all around the country. Of course, TNT is it TNT or TBS? I don't remember which one. They alternate. It's TNT, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. usually it's TNT. Yeah. TNT does twenty four hours from eight o'clock Christmas Eve night to eight o'clock Christmas Day night, something like that. And my mom wants it left on, and the TV is not touched. Even back in the Kobe Shack days, I couldn't watch the five o'clock Laker game on Channel Eight or on uh, ABC on. Uh, Christmas Day. Nope. Nope. You'll shoot your eye out. Could not touch the TV. Uh, that was, of course, pre you. Uh, that was after the Yule log uh, back in the day. But um, I picked that movie because uh, three things. Number one, the tradition that it's uh, on in my house all year long. And number two, that um, my dad had a Red Rider BB gun when he was a kid. Because yeah. so for those that know, Red Rider is a real thing. It was not made up for the movie. Red Rider BB guns were real. Um, so he always thought that was cool. And that meant a lot to me. So um, that's it. That's a that's and I have the Blu-ray and I collect the Hallmark ornaments that come out every year. Um, my mom usually gets them for me for gets the new one for me every year for Christmas. So um, it's a big thing in my house. Now, I could have picked some older movies, Andy, like uh, my mom's favorite Christmas movies, Miracle on 34th Street, the original. Mm-hmm. Um, we were not a, we were not a big It's a Wonderful Life house, believe it or not. Um, and I love, and I love Jimmy Stewart, but not a big, I don't say not a big fan, but that wasn't one of the ones you got to understand my mom big into musicals and stuff. Rotella will love these, um, holiday Inn. I don't know mm-hmm. if you, for anybody yeah. remembers any of these movies, uh, of course the big ones, white Christmas. In fact, last year, fathom events, I don't know if you remember this, Andy, last year, fathom events actually did a full, a big screen white Christmas showing. I think it was like the, what is it? 70th anniversary or something. Yeah. It was something so, like that. Yeah, my mom's birthday is December sixth, so I actually took her for her birthday last year, and uh, and we saw White Christmas on the big screen, which was kind of cool. I made her that made her smile. So, um, yeah. But when it comes to my house now, uh, nothing beats quote. We have to put, and she doesn't even call it by the name of the movie. We're putting on. You'll shoot your eye out. <laughs> that's all my mom, that's what I'm gonna say. So, so I was like, all right, we're gonna no problem, and we put it on, and nobody touches it. I go upstairs and sneak in my sister's room and. And uh, I watch the Laker game if they're on. I think they're on this year, but I think they're on at eight o'clock. So, um, yeah, that's that's the big movie Christmas movie. My house um, is a Christmas story. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I I put it on myself uh, several times. It's usually my my Christmas uh, present wrapping uh, viewing choice, and I I'll go in and out. I'll always come back to it. Like I remember so many years. Uh, you know, my daughter's now seventeen. Remember putting together a plate kitchen, a damn Barbie cruise ship, a dollhouse that had 800 stickers, it seemed like, all to a Christmas story. So that was an awesome pick, and I'm glad that that movie deserved to be talked about last today because it has such a presence now on Christmas in the pop culture. So before I let you go, though, um, what do you look forward to around this time of year the most? Well, um... I always look forward to Christmas Eve because being uh, being Italian, um, 
uh, I'm all about the fish, mm-hmm. of course, the seven fishes. Although this time it's it's been knocked down considerably to I think four. I think my mom draws the line. Um, uh, and I, I wouldn't say I'm I'm being specifically Catholic here because obviously everybody goes to church. You know, all faiths go to church, obviously except the Jewish faith, but all f- other faiths, Christian faiths, go to church at some point. Uh, I would think, and uh, most. Um, so I always look forward to midnight mass. I've bounced around from different churches, my sister's, mine, my, you know, my dad's old church. Um, and, uh, so I always look forward to that. Uh, it's a nice capper to Christmas Eve. Um, you know, kind of very soothing, uh, particularly not to, to, I don't want to dour anything, but, um, my dad passed away in 2012 uh, in December on the third, actually three days from my mom's birthday. So, Christmas, Christmas 2012 was kind of a blur. I don't totally remember it. Um, uh, but from 2013 on, I've made a point to really focus on getting getting to church. I mean, even I've been going, you know, personally for a few years at that point after taking almost a decade off more than that. And uh, uh, in 2013, first year after he passed the first Christmas after he passed away or first full year, I guess, one year later, I went to his church in New Haven. And I sat there and I listened to the hymns and I and I don't mean to get this all really weird or anything. I, I apologize if I do. I'll try not to. But I did feel his presence. And so I, I look forward to to going to church that day, even though some other days of the year I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm not in the mood. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not a holy roller by any stretch. But um, Christmas Eve night at midnight or 1130, whatever, uh, I do feel relaxed and soothed um, as we head to the end of the year and get into a new year. And this time and this year it'll be a new decade. So I do look forward to that. But on a lighter note, I do look forward to all the fish. <laughs> when I'm one, I am one very Christmas guido on Christmas Eve. There's no doubt about that. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, one last question. Uh, what's the one tradition that you have to do every year? Um, I do. Uh, well, there was a tradition that started uh, probably about four years ago. Um, and this is a local thing. So, so if you're not living in the Connecticut, general Connecticut area, you probably won't get it. Or maybe you do get it if you live in the surrounding States. But, um, I do do some last minute shopping with, uh, with the doctor actually from year and pop, Dr. G and, uh, his wife and, uh, his daughter. And, you know, we usually all go out as a group and we usually end up at Pepe's, uh, <laughs> usually in Fairfield, not the new Haven one because new Haven one's mobbed. Um, so the, my new tradition now, pre Christmas Eve, is a uh, pre Christmas Eve dinner and everything when the holiday really starts. Is I go to Pepe's every Christmas Eve at you know early afternoon and have lunch. So it gets my day, gets my Christmas started to hang out with uh, my other family, I guess if you will, and uh, and have the best pizza on the planet. Uh, so that has not changed. Um, other customs have changed over the years. You know, we've eaten in different places on Christmas Eve. We bounced around. My brothers cooked. My mom's cooked. My sisters cooked. So everybody's bounced around. This year, my mom's cooking. Um, but going there kind of gets my gets the season started for me. Um, so I look forward to that. And I look forward – I mentioned it earlier. I do look forward to going to church. Christmas Day is just nice and relaxing. It's just my mom and I in the morning. We hang out. My sister and my, my brother-in-law come over and – and then we, you know, we do the gifts and then, and then we just sit and relax. We have music on. I, you know, and we just kind of get into the season. It's very relaxing things. Again, the, the, the energy level 
or the energy, I guess, of the of the season changed after my dad died, but not in a sour way, not in a dour way. Maybe the first couple obviously were very sad. And for a long time, the chair at the dining room table where he sat late stayed empty for, oh, God, three or four years um, just to kind of an honor to him. And uh, but now my brother sits there. So uh, my older brother. Um, but I would say going to going to, to have pizza uh, at Pepe's on Saturday afternoon or Saturday Christmas Eve afternoon, um, which this year is a uh, Tuesday. I went wait Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday. Mm-hmm, exactly. Uh, Tuesday. And, uh, you know, it kind of gets the, the season, the, the, the two-day stretch of holiday going for me. So, um, yeah, kind of gets me – kind of gets the, the festiveness started. They, they always dress up that, that, that restaurant with, you know, garland. And I think they have a tree near the, near the front door. And uh, it gets you in the mood. It gets you in the mood. And final shopping because I'm always – you know, I always got at least two things that I forget. <laughs> it always happens. <laughs> so all of us have to scramble at the end. So, uh, but um, – yeah, no, it it, uh, it gets me going, and and then I head to my mom's or wherever I'm eating. This year it's my mom's, and and we just uh, uh, we relax and enjoy ourselves, and we throw on Christmas music, and whether it's you know Bing Crosby, you know old school Johnny Mathis, um, and uh, and just kind of relax and enjoy, uh, celebrate what was uh, what, how the year was, whether it was good or bad or indifferent, and get ready for the new year. So. Um, but I always remember my dad at Christmas because he passed away very close to that. And uh, um, but in a good way, I remember the ones when I was a kid, um, my Millennium Falcon and all the all the best gifts I had when I was a kid. And my dad cutting the, the, the tenderloin that we don't do anymore because my mom hates cooking it. So little things like that just kind of remind me of Christmases when I was a kid and, you know, and how lucky I am now to still have my mom and and, uh, um, you know, have family around. It, uh, Christmas is her favorite time of the year, so we try to make it as perfect as we can for her. You know, she's gosh, she's almost eighty. So, uh, as long as Christmas is perfect for her, I'm happy. You know, awesome. That that that's for me. So great, great. Oh well, that's a great job. So everybody out there, uh, you know, doesn't have to be said, but I'm going to say it anyway. Place to be podcast, main event, year and pop, pop goes the classics. Uh, Jenny and the Gems, all kinds of great shows. You can hear Scott all over all the feeds, Place to Be Nation, Place to Be Nation adjacent. So Scott Piscolo, my friend, my co-host on Year and Pop, my frequent collaborator. I haven't even had anything to drink. Despite, uh, despite your <laughs> nog? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> have my little eggnog tonight, okay. Uh-huh. Anyway, so I just want to say to you, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, oh, my friend. Thank you. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you, sir. It's been a great year uh here at place me nation i'll say it now since i'm the last one mm-hmm. uh, i'm sure my pic said it at the top of the uh on the top of the list um it's been a great year place to be nation you have been a wonderful addition to all three feeds wrestling i know you're not on the wrestling feed a ton but you're on occasionally mm-hmm. um but you've made the pop you've invigorated the pop feed and made it made it shine um you've done wonders for the website again um so i thank you sir for mm-hmm. keeping the brand hot <laughs> and uh 2019 was a great year. 2020 is going to be even better, so stay tuned. Our show, our our, our standard shows are going to be great. At some point in 2020, my PIC and I will hit 600, or as I say, six bills. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll eventually get into the 80s and 90s on your pop <laughs> <laughs> at some point, but uh, the years that people actually you know remember. But um, yeah, no, I, I, it's been a great year. You've been a great addition to the team and uh, to the family, and uh, uh, we start a new decade. And the 2010s were great for Place to Be Nation and uh, for the wrestling and pop feeds. And 2020s are going to be just as great. So 
let's smile, let's celebrate, and get ready for a new year. Awesome, awesome. All right. So for a cast of thousands, basically, that I've spoken to over the course of the last, uh, I don't know, two to three hours, I'm guessing, at this point. <laughs> uh, I'm Andrew. Like a regular podcast. Yeah, it's just like one of my regular shows, you know. I, I don't do anything short. No. Um, I'm Andy Addison. Thank you, everybody, Place Nation. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, everybody who goes to the website. I want you all to have a very... Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate. Whether If you choose not to celebrate, that's cool. Just have a great time. Enjoy yourself. Happy New Year. And we'll see you in 2020. Take care. Follow me in merry measure. While I tell of you, I treasure. la 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 la